Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Silver and Gold! Coming to the ring, from parts unknown, with a combined weight of 853 pounds, pick a loaf and Dr. Zong! Welcome to Silver and Gold, Daddy. I'm the Loaf, and with me, Dr. Zahn. Hey! Hey! I'm heading to Bad Street myself in a couple weeks, baby. Uh, I, I still can't figure out what Michael Hayes says in the second line <laughs> of that song. Chunka, chunka, chow. Uh, so, uh, we are back sooner than in a, in a long time. We haven't done these this many shows in this short of amount of time in, Jesus, two years, maybe. Uh, this week on this show, uh, we're doing an old, I don't know, is it French New Wave? Would you, would you consider yeah, it New Wave? Yeah, French like Neo-Noir. Yeah, uh, a René Cremant uh, film called The Felines, or Joy House in America. He's French. Les Felines. <laughs> and uh, we're doing a, our, uh, uh, a little Bill Paxton tribute. We decided to do Near Dark since Zom had not seen it. And I hadn't seen mm-hmm. it in a while. So uh, We'll be getting to those soon. Uh, Zom, how are you, sir? Uh, pretty good, pretty good. Got mm-hmm. startled to uh, out of oblivion to do the show. Feeling a little, doing all right. Nothing, nothing uh, too much, you know. Uh, I had uh, attempt number three on this uh, test that is required for my job this week, and Ugh. failed it spectacularly once Ooh. again. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I don't know what to do at this point. I'm. I just fucking just going in and being a dummy. <laughs> <laughs> I do that every day. I've done yeah. it for twenty years. <laughs> I need a job where it, like I can still be a dummy and be successful though. Like, yeah, I'm just going to keep getting shit on what I'm doing like now. be the president of the United States? Yeah! <laughs> Donald Trump getting peed on his butt. <laughs> waka waka. <laughs> Could be one of those shows, you Zom, know. thank you for being my therapist, by the way. I'm, I'm glad that uh, us bros can get on and just have a phone conversation and let yeah. everybody listen to it. Well, actually, I was, you got, you, you were mistaken. I was, uh, um, the rapist, not therapist. Ah, the the Dig. analropist. Yes, there you go. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, we we getting we're getting out there to the to the rest of the uh, masses. You know, getting some new members, some new reviews, and uh, you know. <laughs> uh, uh, so with that, getting the word out. Yeah. Other than that, it it was uh it was almost 
80 earlier this week, and now I'm looking at snow on the bush right outside my window. Exactly. So, a little interesting. What there. about okay? What about that global warming? It's cold, right? Oh yeah, there's no global warming. Snow in here too. Well, so much for global warming. Now it's just global cooling. New, See, now that Obama is out of office, all his bullshit money-making schemes, him and Al Gore, are going out the fucking window. We're not. We're putting a stop to all that crap. I think he, I think he probably wiretapped Trump so that he could learn like cool business tricks. Oh wait a minute, um, excuse me, it's Trump. Oh, Trump, Donald Trump. I think he <laughs> wiretapped Donald Trump so that he Trump. could learn about all his business secrets, and that way he could now yeah. be rich as well. Yeah, Trump. Trump. Oh my God, I can't wait for Oliver Stone to make this movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, there's so like there wasn't. I I can't. For C, maybe was there an Obama movie? I don't know if there was. Not yet. Right. Well, actually, well, nah, oh, I'm thinking about uh, Nayland Palin with uh, Nina Hartley and uh, Lisa <laughs> Ann. Well, when there was they, a, a Palin movie. Which when did they release some... the the Josh Brolin W movie? Hmm. Was well, that was wasn't was that that was Oliver Stone, wasn't it? Oh, I don't know. Wasn't I think. It? Yeah. Oh, okay. uh, or was it? Brolin I'm thinking he, w. he did the, the Nixon one. 2008, so it was after. It was after, so I guess we're yeah. any day now. Yeah, it was Just Oliver waiting. Stone. It would be cool if they did make one where he was a secret Muslim. Um, what else was he? Kenyan terrorist. Kenyan terrorist. Um, <laughs> and Michelle was a tranny. <laughs> and uh, I'm trying to think what else. See, I can't even remember all the stupid shit that, you know. Yeah, all the, all the oh, new stupid shit is pushing it all out of your brain. The one guy was telling uh, me that um, this guy actually believed this, that um, Michelle was a, a a transsexual man and that Obama was secretly gay and <laughs> this guy Reggie, Reggie Love was his gay lover. I was like, wasn't Reggie Love Eddie Murphy in that fucking, uh, what was that movie where he would turn in the, the, it was the remake of the Jerry Lewis movie. Nutty oh, Professor. oh, Nutty Professor. <laughs> yeah. And he, when he'd take the potion, he'd get skinny, but he was a real asshole, you know? <laughs> so I don't know, you know, who knows? But I mean, you know, it could be, it could be true. It could be. Could be. So yeah, well, we'll get the, we'll get the Obama movie soon. And then uh, we'll have a Donald Trump getting peed on by a gay T-Rex <laughs> soon also. Um, yes. So <laughs> what have you been watching these past couple weeks? Yes. Or consuming, whether maybe we should say. Because we like to talk well, about comics and wrestling and hockey. Yeah, and, uh, well. and now baseball's coming back. It is. I watched a uh, Pirate Devil Rays game from like Florida. It wasn't snowing down there, though. <laughs> nope. Doesn't yeah. snow in Florida too often. Well, okay, I'm trying to remember like a couple of them because uh, if if I have already spoken on these, uh, just the the first couple, just let me know because I couldn't remember. I probably um, don't remember either, to tell you the truth. I watched from 2016 director Scott Derrick, Derrickson's uh, movie Doctor Strange. I what? Starring <laughs> Benedict Cumberbatch. No, no, no! I don't think he talked about that. Well, you saw it, didn't you, Doctor Strange? Yes, I saw it in the theater. Correct. 
Okay. In the I, theater. Okay, I did not see it in the theater. I waited until it was on iTunes, but I watched it. I liked it. Yeah. Um, I think that, and I always hated when people would people would say like, um, I'm trying to think what movie it would be like. If there was some artistic movie, and they would say, "Well, I liked it a lot better if I was fucking." doing acid or something, you know, <laughs> but I honestly think that this movie, if you did do some acid, yeah. it probably would be really good. Yeah. <laughs> but but I, I, you know more than me about the Marvel stuff. So I don't know yeah. what the name of that dimension that he often visits. Well, there was a lot of different ones. Well, I mean, the, the just... one that, that you see at the end where it's like, yeah. it looks like atoms and stuff. What is that called? Oh, that's crazy. I, I'm, I'm not even, I can't remember. Wasn't like that, the, the, the dark, uh, dark dimension or something where yeah, I feel Dorm like that one's in the comics, right? That one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah oh, he yeah. Is there. Yeah. I can't remember the name of that. I have a big Steve Ditko cause he's the one that created and drew Dr. Strange the first, when it first came out, yeah. uh, a big coffee table book about, you know, and it's got all that art. And I mean, they did a fucking spectacular job, you know, with CGI, they can, they can just recreate do this about anything. Stuff. And it just looks I mean, it's incredible because of how he would draw that stuff. And I guess, you know, back when, um, um, you know, they were doing, I think, like Captain America and Fantastic Four and Jack Kirby was doing that and everything. And they got him to do Doctor Strange. And I think, if I remember correctly, he was like, um, oh, my God, am I? I know that that one of the the things was that he – it was kind of like in the sixties and it was kind of like a, a, an acid trip kind of a, of a comic, you know, with all this crazy shit like that. Yeah. Uh, but for some reason I'm wanting to say that Ditko was, uh, Ditko was not, not Mike Ditka. Uh, that Steve <laughs> Ditko was like a fucking Ayn Rand. Oh no. Cause I think he did Spider-Man too. And then, and then there was a lot of, a lot of stuff like that, that, you know, you'd have to read about it read like what kind of a person he was. And he was just like a real odd duck and, uh, he would sneak in little, I little things. So I'm, I'm just going from memory. Though. I would have liked to have seen a, uh, a, a Kirby, um, a Jack Kirby, Dr. Strange run. <laughs> I, I I grew up, you know, that's the one thing. I, and there's a lot of people that are like this. It's so, you know, because like Jack Kirby's stuff, I just, it it's, makes me so nostalgic for when I was a little kid because that stuff would all be out or you'd get old comics and and like, you know, all the old stuff. And, and um, um, but not only that, but then they would do like reprints of of Captain America or yeah. Fantastic and I'm a huge Fantastic Four fan from way back then um, so you know I love his stuff I love the art and everything and and uh, you know one just bringing this up uh, I saw the other day that I guess Stan Lee was supposed to be at a convention and they said that he had to cancel because of illness Uh-oh. and I'm just because I mean you know he's fucking pretty he's old he's like 95 yeah he's yeah. way up there and I I'm thinking, oh God, you know, it's that's you know what's going to come here. Yeah. He's outlived everybody from that era. It seems like, he might, yeah. <laughs> In spite of the one, <laughs> and and because he's outlived him, he's kind of like you know, well, I was the one that created you know all <laughs> these things, and the rest of the guys were suck yeah, a bag of they, dicks. <laughs> they drew them, but I I created them. Really. I but, I yeah. honestly like I, I it's I I don't like I like I, I appreciate that Stan Lee like came up with the, you know, at least 
according to him, came up with all these characters. But mm-hmm. the right, like the books that he actually wrote, I, I have trouble reading them. I'm just like, oh god, like the the dialogue or something about them. Like I never, you know, I appreciate them, but I don't like I. It's a one time read for me. It would they would never be a revisit. That um, there's a book I have it, and I'm oh, it's a. Uh, Marvel Comics, uh, The Untold Story, uh-huh. and it's a big, thick book, and it talks about, like, when they started. And it's funny because, you know, when you're a kid, and even not just as a kid, but just because I read comics, I get so immersed in the world of the comics. I don't sit there, and I never sat there and thought about, you know, they them having an office and, like, having uh, – back in the day, they'd have – like they said, the, the closets in the office were just stacked full of back issues and – you know, people would write in and the, and they would like mail out the comics to like guys overseas in the army and shit. Nice. And and here's, you know, Jack Kirby, this little, you know, Jewish dude sitting in his is sitting in a room with, you know, just drawing stuff and everything. And they they kind of but that's the way this book is. And it tells how like they hired people and fired people and people that got screwed over. And it's a really good thing i haven't read it all i just i i i have so much that's like uh that scott teal the wrestling guy that we know he just put out a couple new books and i'm like man i i'm not buying anything new until i i have a stack of like that book that marvel comics book my sister got me a book for uh christmas um well both my sisters got me two different books um I, i have just like a stack of shit to fucking read not to mention comics yep. and you know digital comics i have and i'm like man why i'm not buying anything new until i get caught up on all this crap <laughs> so anyway but let's move but yes dr so, strange it was good i liked it too yes it was good I, you know i liked it it had uh enough it had a lot of uh humor a lot of funny stuff in it what did you think about like, i don't know if you read anything about it but uh Margaret Cho getting offended that a white British lady was uh Well, see, that's a, that, I was actually going to ask you, and I can't remember if it was about that or if it was about another movie, but um, I was going to ask you if you would reject a movie out of hand just because um, a character was uh, cast out of character as far as their gender uh, or ethnicity nationality or gen- yeah no i mean well i mean fuck the what edris elba and the in that thor movie right pretty sure that guy wasn't a yeah he's a norse black god British guy yeah, yeah. um but they um this one this didn't bother me at all because yeah, she was good it was a good movie you know so as long as it's good who gives a shit yeah and as long as will smith doesn't play like wolverine and then I'll fuck off. <laughs> that one, and I don't think that's an ethnicity thing. I think that's just a, char- a, a character choice, though. Well, he did play Deadshot. That, I, was just, that, I mean, I don't know. I, I'm, he was people were bitching Deadshot. about that online just because he, I think it was going to be somebody else, and the character of Deadshot wasn't going to be as prominent. Mm-hmm. And then Will Smith said, I want to play this, and then they wrote it to where he was like the most, like one of the most or one of the bigger characters. I mean, it's kind of like the, I don't know if the, if they've geared the comic to make it more like the movie, but I mean, Deadshot's kind of the bigger voice in the suicide Mm -hmm. squad now. Anyway, besides, I mean, I feel like everybody had that, had their moment though, because 
Harley right. Quinn in the comics has a big voice. Cro- Killer Croc just kind of does his thing in the background, just like the comics. Rawr. Yeah, and then and then um, <laughs> uh, 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 Captain the, Boomerang didn't do too much. Boomerang. Well, he's pretty funny in the comics, but they're, they're, I like the him better in um, on the um, uh, the Green Arrow uh, TV show when yeah. he was pretty good in that. Did you like? Do you like the guy that plays? Uh, Deadshot in the Arrow TV show. Mm-hmm. Have you, have you, okay, mm-hmm. he was pretty good. Well, I, you know what? Honest to God, I didn't. I didn't mind Will Smith that much. Nah, and I, that. I thought he was fine. Yeah, it didn't bother me at all. I just, I didn't. As long as he didn't stand in front of Harley Quinn's ass. Yeah, her ass cheeks. Move over about four feet to your right. Thanks. Yeah. There you go. Okay. Um, did I say? Did I tell you that I I cannot say? So if I didn't tell you that I watched Doctor Strange, obviously I probably didn't tell you that I watched Loving, the Jeff Nichols written and directed uh, movie. <laughs> I still didn't watch. So I I planned on watching this to to say you were wrong about your opinion because <laughs> I thought well, it looked pretty good. But I'm not going to <laughs> judge anybody. Honest to God. Okay, <laughs> when I watched this, I had no idea that Jeff Nichols wrote and directed this i just saw it on itunes it was a new one and um joel edgerton i thought yeah he's usually good in the from what i could you know the subject matter of an interracial marriage like back in the 50s in the south i thought you know this will be a you know pretty good movie or whatever so i didn't know any of that ahead of time and i was bored to death (laughs) I, i thought it was so boring and then everybody's like when i said they're like well you know i like most Jeff Nichols stuff. I like Jeff Nichols, Jeff Nichols. I'm like, I don't care. Okay. I like John Frankenheimer, but if I go see a movie in the theater and I don't know, it's John Frankenheimer, but that's what, that's another question. Like when I was going to ask you about the, um, the, if they change the ethnicity of a character or whatever from the comic to the screen, that's like with this, do you, do you feel, and you know, being honest, do you feel that if you, really like a well i might do the same thing with nicholas vending refn yeah because i like his movies and maybe when i go into him if i didn't know it was him i might be like god this is i don't know but because i know a lot of people that watch his movies are like man that sucked but then I wonder if they think it sucks because they just don't like his movies but like uh, or you, if you're hit or miss people, with with Nichols anyway right um, I d- that uh, fucking shotgun stories. Yeah, you don't like that either, right? I was I thought it was boring as shit. Yeah, and I I was like, why is everybody saying that this is so special? You like but mud? Like, I like mud. What about take what shelter? Was... I didn't like take shelter. I kind of like take shelter. I like those kind of um, like uh, I like, you know, it was done well. Like the the uh, is this guy. There's, I mean, several movies like that where it's like, okay, is this guy crazy or is this shit really happening? You know, is he schizophrenic or is it real? Is it, you know, something metaphysical? I, I actually didn't mind that one. Oh, he did I, something I, called Midnight Special with with Michael Shannon, Joel Edgerton, Kirsten Dunst, Adam Driver. I've never even, I've never seen this at all. It's, I guarantee, it's good. Well, it's, <laughs> it's a, it's a. <laughs> Pursued by the government and a cult drawn to the child's special powers. Hmm. Oh, I did see that. I thought that that I I saw that one. It's it's okay. okay. It's but it's it's not bad. I didn't mind that one. Um, but like I said, I I, I don't want to sound insulting 
to other people by saying, you know, that you just because it was Jeff Nichols movie, you liked it because that is insulting. I mean, maybe they, maybe there's something that he has that I, but like I said, I like mud. I'll say I, this I, about that, about that. I don't think there's, there's, I'll try harder with a movie of a director who I like all of their other stuff. Right. You know, like if it's like somebody I've never heard of and the movie stinks, I'm done with it. Now, Loving, I thought it was well shot. Yeah. Um, I thought, I mean, I don't know if um, Edgerton was try, like maybe the guy that he was portraying was the way that he acted. But I mean, it's like, Jesus Christ, dude, he was <laughs> like uh, just blah. I mean, so, you know, standing with his mouth hanging open with nothing to say all the time. I don't know. It, 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 it looked good, you know, but it might be a good day was, to watch uh, mud and killer Joe. When I got to <laughs> the end of loving, you were ready to I watch Dr. Strange again. I had probably about 12 to 15 minutes left, and I th literally could have turned it off and didn't give a shit. <laughs> you know, it just was like, okay, you know, Jesus Christ. Yeah. I mean, just it was just fucking boring. That midnight special, it's almost like a Jeff Nichols version of Logan. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sort of. Honestly, guys, like, and you like watched Logan like, the last couple weeks too, right? I did watch. So let me yeah. see. Maybe that's the next one. Yeah. okay. Well, okay. I'll just go through the TV shows. Watch Taboo, which I think finished up for the season. That's the Tom Hardy show. Mm -hmm. um, it's all right. It's it's uh it, it got really the last episode. Of course, went out with a with a bang with uh, some a lot of violence and stuff. And uh, um, it what the as far I don't I'll I'll be honest with you. I don't know if I will watch the next season really uh, you know it wasn't you know here it, it, tom hardy's like i am a very dangerous man <laughs> you want to stay away from me i rub dirt and ash on my face and walk around with no pants like it, 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 they they do these metaphysical things where he kind of drifts off but he's constantly either putting rubbing blood on his face have sand all over his face dirt all over his face or like um soot or ashes and he goes back to his old grimy house with nothing but his nightshirt on and no pants and he lumbers around you know he's got these big like he, he he's built like almost like a I don't know if I would say like a caveman, but almost like Quasimodo, like in that movie where him and Edgerton are the the MMA guys. Yeah. <clears throat> MMA. He's got these big traps, so he walks around with this Abraham Lincoln hat on and this big trench coat, and he just kind of lumbers around. And he's like, "You don't want to mess with me. I'm a very dangerous man." And um, I thought there would be more um, incest. I wanted there to be more like you know. Uh, taboo. I mean, it's called taboo. Yeah. It had some, but it, it, it. And then you're thinking, okay, he's this, he's this wild man, and he's, you know, the pe people wonder if he's crazy and all this stuff. And he, he lived in the dark continent where he saw many, many things. And um, <laughs> so you think he's going to be like this? This guy's going to like uh, not Solomon Grundy, but almost like a doctor or like a Mister Hyde, where he's just going around fucking 
you know, screwing like a wild man yeah. and, and doing all this stuff. It was like, you know, eh, yeah. fart. but it was all right. I, I don't know. Uh, Tom Hardy. I th- I'm starting to wonder if he's like, maybe not as great. I, th- I think he's almost like a one fucking trick pony. He kind of does his Tom Hardy thing in every movie, you know, I don't know. I did watch Logan 2017's James Mangold. I also watched Logan. And this starred uh, Hugh Jackman. Jackman. Pat Stewart and Daphne Keene. I guess is she the little girl that plays? uh, Yeah, yeah. Laura X23, I think. Is that the number? Uh, Or was she 24? 24 is the other. Okay, Logan was what? I don't know what number he was. I don't remember. This was um, I. I um, of course, you know, you hear beforehand that this is like an alternate universe kind of a thing, and you know, I, I read the old man Logan short, you know, series thing. Well, they and, have um, they have an ongoing one too. Have you been reading? Yeah, that they one? they just started an ongoing one now, and actually X twenty three is Wolverine now. Okay. We, you know, we were talking about how they switch things up. Yeah. Old Man Logan is in the real regular universe now. Oh. And Wolverine, well, I don't want to spoil anything for you. Maybe you I, I, so if I read it, am I going to be fucking confused if I don't read any other Marvel comics? No, no, no. Okay, okay. Um but you know, well, they just did the big um, reboot, so some shit happened. It's you know, of course, you know, you you read DC, so I mean, you yeah. know, my God, how many damn different reboots have they done? But they just did their <laughs> one every reboot. like five or six years. Yeah, it seems like it's happening all the time. I like this. I li- it was fucking it was violent brutal. As yeah. shit. I love it. I, mean, I thought it was oh. really good. Which. The the one um, the Wolverine the one where it takes place in Japan with Mer- yep. Mariko and all that stuff it was violent too but this amped it up even I mean he just is fucking stabbing people through the fucking face and the oh skull and ripping them to pieces and shit which pretty, and now Hugh Jackman dude it's like okay I think I might have said this in the last episode he said he <laughs> went 36 hours with no liquid right right to totally dehydrate himself dude when you're starting to have veins show up in your face you know, <laughs> and his arms have like giant varicose it's like stallone there's giant varicose looking veins that my grandma had in her legs when she was like 90 um but i thought patrick stewart the, the i this had um enough it had the violence and that kind of shit, which was great, and the comic book stuff. And I and I like that uh, some of the some old villains, you know, kind of show up. Yeah. Uh, and and you know when they first show up, because of course in the movies they're not wearing costumes and stuff that they would wear and thing. But when they when the, the one guy shows up and he gives somebody his card, I'm like, oh fuck, that's so and so, you know? And, oh, 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 I love it, I love it, I love it. Um, but the, the stuff, okay. First of all, the stuff just about getting old, yeah. that kind of got me because I'm getting old, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and my claws aren't coming out as fast. My claw isn't as sharp <laughs> as it used to be. Um, but like the Patrick Stewart stuff and, and knowing 
like from reading the comics in the past and having that relationship, I don't think you have to, okay. to watch this movie. But having that, and then the the uh, when Professor X and Logan are talking, and kind of like reminiscing almost in a in a in a sad way about yeah. things or even in a not sad way and then the stuff about like you know just the just there were so many things they touched on and i there were a couple times in this where i was kind of like you get a little you know, dusty a little, little, a little dusty. emotional yeah but um i i went to see i'm trying to think when it was i snuck to a a um, matinee on my day off and um it was there was quite a few people in there. It was the first week that it came out. Yeah, I went I, the first week too because I was trying to go see. Since it, I usually wait a week so I don't have to like sit between people, so I could, it'll be a little emptier. But I went. I wanted to go see that horror movie Get Out, hmm. and it was still fucking almost full. And Logan had hardly anybody in it, so I was like, yeah, I guess I go see Logan. Well, and I'll, I'll say this too. A lot of times, one thing I started thinking, I was like, oh my God, they're not going to go with a um, Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome thing because, man, those kids in that one just fucking irritated the shit <laughs> out of me. But this, this, they found a way to not make the kids annoying. Kid <laughs> annoying. And that's by making her so fucking mean and badass. <laughs> when, when she was fighting, I was like, holy fucking shit. Well, and she this didn't is, talk for like an hour and a half, which was awesome. Yeah. yeah shut the fuck up. I hate <laughs> kids. stupid kids, stupid kids. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's kind of cool. Just, uh, the, just the whole, um, kind of dystopian, future it was just everything was just kind of shitty i mean here's here's fucking wolverine it's just a fucking cheese or you know low low budget limo driver you yeah. know and, you know and and although i have a bit of a sort of a bone to pick with with some superhero stuff like with some of the earlier x-men things where yeah. instead of going with the costumes like when they when they got to X Men one hundred where the old X Men Cyclops Beast Marvel Girl Angel and Iceman kind of were moved out and they brought in the new team with Wolverine Cyclops yep, yep. Uh, Colossus and all of them when they first put that team out they all had these really different and unusual costumes and everything yeah and. Then when they put out those X-Men movies, they just like kind of threw them in this. Everybody was wearing this black leather. Well, it was kind of like the like there were, they, that's the kind of costumes they had in the early 2000s in the comics, too. I think. Yeah. But, they, but the thing is that they they and they've started kind of trying to do this a little bit in the comics where they say, OK, like even in the first Captain America movie, his when they showed what the real costume looked like. In the comics, uh-huh. it was him up on stage doing a like a variety show for the troops, right? And it was almost like they were making fun of the costume. And and in reality, yeah, in reality, Superman would be wearing a fucking camouflage suit or something that didn't stand out. Nothing with any bright colors. But Jesus Christ, it's a fu- okay. Like say in da- the Daredevil TV show, um. They finally did get to I – mean, he didn't wear a costume right at first in the first part of it, but yeah. then he, he did. And, and and in the show, they, they go to the costume. And 
I understand like it's red, but they make it a super dark red to make it more practical. But here's the deal, people. A guy doesn't fucking, when he's a little kid, a big thing of toxic waste, the drum doesn't <laughs> fall off the back of the truck and give him superpowers. Superman can't really fly or shoot lasers out of his eyes and all that shit. Well, so okay. you know that who the, gives a fuck if they have a bright costume? There's that side of it, but you know that there's going to be an equal voice on the other side that says, oh, this isn't realistic at all. Why would he wear bright fucking red? And, and, and the, you know, the same crowd that said Super, yeah. Superman and Zod destroyed too much. There was too much yeah, destruction. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, there's How always going to be a, a do you know, like the fucking people that are like, think differently than me that are stupid. But... <laughs> That's like in Bat in, uh, in Captain America. Okay, at the beginning of I think Winter Soldier, he was wear- wearing he he didn't have a mask and mm-hmm. he had like the dark, real dark, almost like black costume with the white star, which is kind of what they went to for for a time in the Captain America comics. But when that motherfucker puts on that red, white, and blue with the fucking big star and the the red and white stripes and has the fucking shit, I mean, it's like. Fuck yeah. yeah, you know, fuck it, whatever. Cap, 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 cap. USA, USA, number anyway. one. <laughs> number one. Um, <laughs> let's see what it was. And I, 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 I don't mind like like a, a Bat Rock. Uh, they fucking put him in, and it was George Saint Pierre at the beginning, I think, of Winter Soldier, and he like he had just like a pair of. Um, like military cargo pants and combat boots, but his his shirt was kind of like a like the character in the comics colors, mm-hmm. but they were dulled down. They hate anything bright. They want to dull everything down. Yeah. Okay, it makes it more realistic and light. That's like Logan in the movie. He when he was looking at that comic book, he goes, "This wasn't how it was. This is just a comic book." It's uh, shit, yeah. We're in a bunch of fuckers running around in spandex, but I kind of like fucking guy. But it's an alternate reality, so that's cool. But I. If, if I don't know if this do, I don't know if the movie counts as alternate reality. I think they're done with the with the X Men stuff. I mean, they see. I think that's like the end of it. As much money as that motherfucker made, they'll make more Wolverine stuff. <laughs> I guarantee. It. And you had at the end of the Wolverine when um, Yukio and Wolverine get on the the Learjet to leave yeah and she gives him that suitcase the alternate ending he opens it up and it's got the blue and uh yellow blue and yellow you've got a uh, yeah you've got a whole like 15 years between that and and this movie so i was like man you know goddamn i'm telling you what if they would have fucking done that and he would open that up and they would have put that in there people would have fucking popped they would have shit themselves they did anyway when they showed it on on YouTube. So anyway, okay, I watched another. Uh, I just started. I finished season one and two of Homicide: Life on the Street. Mm-hmm. Started uh, season three. Um, I like this. There now. See, I'm a big Law and Order fan, which was pretty much just bam, 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 bam. Yeah. Uh, as far as procedural goes, um, this one I like. Uh, and you see some of the actors in it that. Um, uh, and they go on to like uh, Michelle or uh, Melissa Leo, who was in, I think she played. Um, well, didn't she get an Academy Award or something for that movie with uh, Christian Bale and Mark Wahlberg about the boxers? Oh, I don't know. And she played the mother. She was a real sleep, you know, was real a pretty good old. Movie. Yeah. Well, she's in this, and she's only like probably 
maybe 30 years old. She's real young. Whereas in those movies, you know, she's a lot of Yafet Kodo, Richard Belzer, lots of different people in this. Um, but there's some, some of the, some of the, like the, the family or outside stuff outside of the criminal stuff, you know, Daniel Baldwin's walking around. He always, I know he's a giant cokehead in real life. <laughs> he always looks sweaty and he always looks like his, his hair is sweating and and I guarantee he, I bet you he was fucking just cranked up to the max. And I, I I don't like his fat ass. I don't give a shit. He wasn't even that fat at the beginning, but he's just I don't know. I don't think he's that good of an actor. I don't know. And he's better than Steven. Yeah. And maybe Billy Ball. He's on the level with Billy. He's not as good as fucking Alec. Alec's good. Yeah. Um, uh, Legion. That's another. That's a Marvel TV show. Has some ties to Batman. Fucking awesome. Yeah. You gotta watch it. Uh, it's awesome. And it's another one that if you were doing a little bit of um, LSD, <laughs> you would probably. I don't know, man. It's, yeah, I heard it's, it's like really out there the first episode, and then it t- tones it down the second, and then the third. By the third, it's kind of mixed back together again. If you watch this, you know when I tell you about how like sometimes my medication gives me these crazy dreams and I wake up fighting or yeah. like terrified. <laughs> Spiders and can't move on the wall, stuff. yeah. You'll watch this and you'll know what I'm talking about. It, it <laughs> gets it perfect. Perfectly. Yeah. Uh, six with um, what's his face? What's that guy's name? Oh, God damn it. Six? Oh, I don't know what that is. That fucking asshole. Well, 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 I thought his name was Walter Goggins. It says Walton Goggins. Walton Goggins? I don't know who that is. Well, he was on Justified and uh, oh. uh, some other shows. Um, but he's the head of the, or he was, this is the, the TV show about the uh, Navy SEALs. It's on History Channel. Oh, okay. Um, that I laugh at. It's It's got so much um, homoerotic uh, bro stuff in it. <laughs> you know, because those guys, you know, they have to, that's what I was telling somebody at work. You know, I said, one thing about watching this show is, I know that I probably would never want to hang around with any because it's supposed to be based on the real SEAL Team Six or whatever. Yeah, and that, there's a lot of melodrama in this that's kind of like soap opera stuff when they're at home. Right. And but um, the other stuff like how they are, how macho they are, and everything, it just fucking I, I either want to vomit or laugh my ass off <laughs> at how they are. You're you're. You're the one, man. I kind of want to see both of those happening at the same time. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I think I got to the the uh, the final episode of the season, and it was good. I mean, it they they did not cop out on stuff Uh, because if you read the reviews of it on like Amazon, Uh the right wing people say it's left wing propaganda and make the seals look like shit. And the right, the left wing people say it's right wing propaganda and uh, macho bullshit. Nice. So everybody's kind of torn. Um, I watched 1978's Walter Hill, written and directed The Driver, Yay. with uh, Bruce Dern, who is going to give Ryan O'Neill. You get six years. You can get. <laughs> you do that. You're going to get ten years. I love you know Bruce Dern has got the woodchuck teeth and that bushy hair, um, and Ryan O'Neill. Um, I was reading about this um, because a lot of people really like this movie. They think it's a good movie, you know, um, but it made zero dollars. <laughs> really? Like I can't remember how much. I, I don't know if it, it, it if it made back just enough to where it it made 
it covered its cost, but it made no money. Nice. And now it's kind of like a cult classic. Yeah. But some people were speculating because Ryan O'Neill before he made this movie was mostly doing like kind of either uh-huh. like love story or doing kind of uh, lovey comedy kind of movies. Almost like a Matthew McConaughey kind of a deal when he was doing all those rom-coms. And then they put him in this and they, they wanted, I think, Charles – They well, they wrote it, I think um, – they wanted Charles Bronson to play the Ryan O'Neill part. And he didn't want to do it because he had a kind of a falling out with Walter Hill. Because oh, when they um, did uh, the box, uh, hard times, hard times. Um, I guess when uh, a lot of um, Joe Ireland stuff got ended up on the cutting room floor, which pissed Bronson off. And so he didn't want to do it. And they wanted Steve McQueen to do it, but he had done Bullet and some other stuff. And he said he do, he did not want to do any more car movies or whatever. So, you know, you could see where it would be. It's one of those ones where it's like, man, if they would have got Bronson or Steve McQueen or Paul Newman or somebody like that, it would. But Ryan O'Neill, the one thing it was like in wrestling, they would say a, a guy that's a successful babyface is good looking enough that all the women want to fuck him, but he's not so good looking that the guys hate him. Right. You know, he's macho enough. And they were saying in this movie they thought Ryan O'Neill was too too pretty and too good looking that people didn't like him or something, but he, he hardly says fucking, I don't know. I think they said he said maybe 200 words or something like that. <laughs> the whole, whole movie and half of those were and, and but, but, um, I thought it was good. I mean, it's not great, but it's, it's, you know, pretty good. The, the car stuff and it's good. Bruce Dern is just a fucking asshole, man. And he's an asshole to the other cops. Because he's like, a, you know, you want to be a star, don't you? You know, and uh, like he thinks of, of of the whole thing as a game. And he's like Michael Jordan. And so he's telling all the other guys that they're, he goes, you know, tells his partner this. He goes, you know, you're a loser, but I'm, but you want to be a winner, don't you? You want to be a winner. And I'm going to lead you to the promised land. And that guy's like, what the fuck is wrong with you, you fucking asshole? <laughs> There's a lot of... Um, um, I think it's kind of an homage to uh, Le Samurai. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, this one, uh, Drive with Ryan Gosling. Um, they kind of took some stuff from Maybe this to that. So, but it's, it's you know, I thought it was pretty good. I got it. It was like five bucks at Walmart. So, you know, why not? Nice. I, uh, that was one of the car movies that I bought there. The other one. Okay. The other one was Grand Prix with... Um, James Garner, which I already reviewed um, or talked about. Um, this the 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 other one I got was one that I watched uh, just a couple days ago, which was Winning from 1969. It's a James Goldstone directed and Howard Rodman um, uh, wrote it. Uh, it's um, Paul Newman, Joanne Woodward, Robert Wagner, and John Boy Walton from the Waltons. Uh, <laughs> Richard Thomas. Um. I thought this okay. The Steve, there was three car big car movies, and all these guys were friends, and they got the car bug. Like you know, I think Tom Cruise at one time got the bug where he wanted to drive race cars because he was hanging out with Paul Newman and shit. Um, it was Steve McQueen, Paul Newman, and James Garner all made big race car movies as like passion projects because they were into auto racing. Um, 
Steve McQueen's Le Mans um, is a beautiful movie to watch. It's almost like a documentary. And if you get the Blu-ray of it, I mean, it is has such amazing fucking footage. The colors, the cars, the fans, you know, just how the event mm-hmm. and everything. It's a cool movie, but the story is a little bit. No, I shouldn't say non-existent, but I mean it's it's just not as good. Yeah. Um, like I said, it's almost like a, has almost like a documentary kind of a thing. Um, Grand Prix is with James Garner is really good. It's very long. I think I said like last time we recorded. It's one of those ones that has an intermission in the right. middle. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You get two DVDs. Um, it's very good. Garner's character is the, you know, the 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 you know, super intense pro and, um, you have some melodrama too. This one is because that one, let's see, of course is about, you know, Grand Prix racing. Le Mans is about, you know, uh, the Le Mans road race. This one, Paul Newman's character is, um, a big time, he's just good at everything. He, in the movie, he races some stock cars and then, um, he races at the Indy 500, and I think one of the working, or one of the titles of it, maybe in Europe or maybe one of the working titles, because I saw it on a poster, is um, uh, Indianapolis 500 or Indianapolis or something like that, which is kind of shitty title, but they switched it to winning, I think. Um, this one has just enough. It's got the the car racing and stuff like that, which is interesting, and the footage is really good, but it's more story driven. Uh, you have Paul Newman and his real life wife, Joanne Woodward, and she, they're both just excellent. Uh, and when they meet and fall in love and stuff that happens in their relationship, uh, Richard Thomas, who, like I said, played John Boy on the Waltons famous for that. He plays her son and, um, Newman they, they, you know, uh, when they get together, he like, uh, kind of takes him on and adopts him and it shows about their relationship too. This is pretty good. Robert Wagner's kind of a dick. <laughs> I, I thought this one was pretty good. I, I, this, this one was the best, best story of, of the three. Cool. And, uh, you know, I like Paul Newman's always good. He just, I mean, that guy just, it's like, I know he's acting, but I just think, you know, this is Paul Newman is a cool motherfucker. Yeah. Anyway, you know, they talk about McQueen being king of cool, but Paul Newman was a fucking good actor. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm a Newman guy. Yeah, and then because um, I've seen Steve McQueen in some movies, and and um, I don't know, I don't think that I think he went a lot on charisma, and and there were times where he would, he was like, uh, I'm trying to think who it was, where they would just tear dialogue out of the script, and like he, they said he told Dustin Hoffman when they were making Papillon, you know. Um, they were doing a scene and he goes, nah, I mean, it's just, you know, you don't have to say all that shit, you know, say it with, your, you know, like in, in the Magnificent Seven, you know, you just take his hat off and just be charismatic. You don't even have to speak, you know, uh, which they are making a, a remake of that movie with Charlie Hunnam in the Steve McQueen hmm. role and the guy from Mr. Robot as the. Dustin Hoffman and Will Smith and Will Smith is I heard that he may come on and actually play Steve McQueen. Um, 
you know what I, I I was reading about that and reading about the the um, the the real guy and real book Papillon, and they said of course you know they said it was based on his life story oh, and then of course, I thought you meant Magnificent Seven. No 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 no. <laughs> well, well they did that and they fucking uh, yeah. Denzel Washington Joel Brenner. Yeah yeah. I never saw that so yeah so. Somebody said it was good though. I mean I heard a lot of people say it was good. Hmm. Um, I thought it looked like it was too. I don't know. I was just going by the trailer. I thought the trailer looked like it was kind of funny or something. I'm like, I don't know if I like that, but, but then I, somebody told me it wasn't, you know? So, um, but with the Papillon, uh, the real book, you know, people were saying, Oh, that guy made up a bunch of that shit. You know, he wasn't even, he was on the one, uh, he was in the penal colony in French Guiana, but he was never on devil's Island, uh, and all this, that, and and then they came out and said, you know, it's, based on his story i mean yeah he, he it was a story but the real papillon the way it was in the movie with dustin hoffman and um, steve mcqueen i think they were either close to the same age or steve mcqueen was a little bit older maybe but not very much but i think in real life papillon was only like a 20 year old guy like in his early maybe early 20s and Degas who was the Dustin Hoffman character was like an old guy. Hmm. And so they kind of, you know, just squished it together. Uh, I, I think it would be cool if they, if they remade it and made it more, you know, but you know, Hunnam, Hunnam's one of those ones. I liked him in Pacific Rim. Of course I liked him in the Sons of Anarchy and um, Green Street Hooligans. And then he was in that one with Olivia Wilde where Eric Bana and Olivia Wilde were, incestuous brother and sister <laughs> on the run from the law, which was pretty good. Cause she's fucking hot. Oh. Yeah. Uh, this girl I know hates her guts. And I'm like, you know, sorry, but I mean, she is, I don't think she's that hot. You know, I'm like, well, you're a girl. I'm a guy. What can I say? Okay. And just coincidentally, <laughs> we may be reviewing this next one, uh, in, in the near future. So I won't say too much about it, but okay. it just happens to be another car movie. It's a 1979 David Cronenberg written and directed movie, Fast Company, starting Will Smith. Oh, I didn't John... know Cronenberg did that. That's cool. Yeah, Cronenberg. I didn't either. It's like one of his first, if not his first movie, I think. That's close, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, um, or not Will, not Will Smith, William Smith. <laughs> did I say Will Smith? <laughs> no, you said, Will, you said William. <laughs> They're going to do a remake, and it's going to be Will Smith. Nice. Uh, Saxon's in it. And, you know, the one thing about Saxon... Like, you know, I saw him at Horror Hound, and he, he, this is 1979, and he has a receding hairline, <laughs> and he does kind of like the comb over, but he looks good because he keeps it short and he comes over. But I swear to God, when I saw him in that fucking hotel elevator, and I was standing fucking a foot away from him, uh, he has, his hair didn't recede anymore. It's the same. <laughs> but in this, if you look closely in a couple of parts, in the back where his hair, there's no hair. I think they like use that black stuff where they kind of spray paint his scalp. <laughs> so it looks like he has more, more hair. Um, well, I'll talk about this later. Cause okay. like I said, I kind of want to view it. Especially when I saw it was a Cronenberg, nice. Cronenberg movie. So, well, but it's another car. It just happened to be another car movie. So I did some car movies and I'm almost, I have two more. Um, 2015's my Scientology movie. Uh, uh, written and directed by John Dover, and it stars Louis Theroux, who is a um, big um, documentary guy that I like watching all his stuff on YouTube from the BBC. And um, 
this was he he's making a movie about scientology and since they of course would not allow him to uh really interview anybody or to go on their grounds and everything he decided uh, a, a way an interesting way to make a movie about it was that they were going to make it like they were they were making a documentary about making a movie about scientology so they were casting david miscavige and they had like all these actors come in and cast for the role and how they would prepare. And they had a guy that was a defector of Scientology telling him, okay, here's how he is and here how he acts. Hmm. They had a guy come in uh, and they did went through the whole casting thing to find somebody to play Tom Cruise. And then the whole time while they're doing this, they had these Scientology people fucking following him around like real people and harassing the fuck out of them. So it's pretty interesting. It's, it's good. Hmm. Um, there's a there's a, a a different take on this that I really liked, which was this one guy that was a defector from Scientology. He was like David Miscavige's kind of second in command, mm-hmm. and in his own words, he says, "I was the baddest baddest ass guy in Scientology." So he would be like the G. Gordon Liddy or somebody like that of Scientology. He was the guy that would harass the fucking people and plan everything and, and ha- and like uh, do all kinds of underhanded, dirty tactics. Wow. And then he got out. So when he left, then the Scientology people, and this is a guy that like the other people in Scientology, he would like the one guy he like when he was still in it and he was, putting them through the things that they have to do. Like he punched this one guy right in the face just for no reason. Cause mm-hmm. his, his job was to like be like a bully. And then now he is out and they're doing all this shit to him. And so it's like, yeah, asshole, you know, even though he's like on the side of angels now, sort of because he's out of it and saying it's a cult and all this net. When you hear about the stuff that he did, then you're kind of like, well, you're, you mean, it, it would be like if Heinrich Himmler quit being a Nazi and then the Nazis were trying to get him and persecute him. Do you really feel sorry for him? Because <laughs> he was a total fucking piece of shit. And you can tell even now, even though he's out of it, you can see things in him and how he is, why he was good at what he did. Because right. I think he was an asshole to start with. And like even when he said, you know, I was the baddest ass, the the bad the baddest ass guy in Scientology. So like he was almost like he was bragging, like he got off. It'd be like the Navy SEAL guys or the or CIA right, guys. Right, right. Even though they killed John F. Kennedy, you know, they were proud that they were the smartest or the you know biggest pieces of shit. We broke into Watergate, <laughs> like G. Gordon Liddy or Oliver North or something like that. Um, <laughs> And the last thing I watched was um, 1972's Blake Edwards, directed and written by Michael Crichton, uh, The Carrie Treatment. Uh, and this stars James Coburn, Jennifer O'Neill, Pat Hingle. Um, this was one I started when I watched the, the – uh, oh, shit, I can't remember what that was called. Oh, a few weeks ago, I watched the, the, the James Coburn movie from the, like, 1980. 1980- 80 or 1979 that was the where he played a pool hustler mm-hmm. uh, I can't remember what that one was called now off the top either. of my head but I just started thinking you know man 
you know, you saw James Coburn and Magnificent Seven and Great Escape and some of those movies. But I know in the mid 70s to like the, say, I don't know, early 80s, he made a fucking shitload of movies <laughs> and he made a lot. Like, he fucking wasn't turning anything down. I don't know if, I mean, he was cashing checks. And I thought, you know, I'm not, I want to go and find a bunch of kind of crappy subpar out of print James Coburn uh, movies and watch them. Because <laughs> a lot of them, you know, they have that 70s feel like like he's got like a mod kind of 70s hairstyle and he would wear like a bell bottom pants and, you know, always kind of tried to, you know, dress kind of cool and everything. And this is one I found on iTunes and it's a oh, um, Warner, I think a Warner Archives movie, right. which they – you can find a lot of really cool stuff that's that w- was previously out of print, and Warner Archives is just putting out everything they have. And there's a lot of movies that are either shit or never made any money. I think they have a streaming the- service. Yeah, and it, I mean, I'm I'm going to get that because I mean, I see so much stuff from like that period of time that I never saw, mm-hmm. or movies that I saw, and they were out of print, so I haven't seen them since you know they were on tv or i saw them at the drive-in in in 1976 or something (laughs) this one um it surprised me because you know i was thinking okay i'm gonna get one of these james coburn movies where he's a swinging bachelor or something you know and when i saw that michael Crichton wrote it i was like well you know i wonder what this is this might you know be okay you know maybe a dinosaur will come out and bite him or something (laughs) um lots of raptor (laughs) yeah but he um he plays a doctor and I kind of um, see maybe I didn't read too much about it. Why maybe it was out of print. It has um, for the period of time, like I said, 1972, uh, the subject matter, there's a lot to do with abortion. And uh. for that period of time, you know, you didn't really see stuff like that about yeah. that. You know, um, And he plays a um, uh, like a, a pathologist in a hospital like he he's the one that does the autopsies and everything and uh, it's i thought this was really good i was surprised i was like fuck man this was good and the one thing that i really liked about it was um james coburn's a fucking good actor <laughs> i mean you know i'm watching this i'm like man he was he was really good you know he he like i said but i think it, in that period of say maybe 75 to 78 or 79 or something like that there were a lot of those movies that were like uh, airport where they'd have like 20 um the super cast yeah. stars yeah super cast and stuff like that and, and um just movies that were it was like kind of like a you had the you had the the early sixties, which were still kind of a holdover from the fifties. So it kind of had that feel where things were more, um, tame. Right. And then you had after easy rider and that stuff where, you know, shit got more counterculture and wild and you'd see some drug stuff and violence. It got a lot more violent up into the early seventies with like French connection and stuff like that. But then when you got into like 75, 76, you started getting like movies like maybe I, I by the time 
the time I'm talking about, I'm probably getting it wrong for the movies, but I'm just wanting to say like Smokey and the Bandit or something like that. Where that was like '78. Yeah, but uh, yeah, yeah, but like a um, kind of more lighthearted, but you know, n- like um, James Coburn might be like when I was talking about the Gypsy Moths. Yeah. One of the reasons I didn't watch it for a long time, that's the Burt Lancaster, Gene Hackman movie. You and thought it was going to be like, that fluffier kind of movie. James Coburn was in a movie about skydiving. <laughs> and it was like, that was the time where on TV, anything that was a fad, um, they made a movie about. Like right. they'd make it Blur Boogie or the skydiving movie or or something like that. And that's that's what I thought Gypsy Moss was going to be because Coburn had made a movie, but it was kind of like a and – and I haven't seen that one. It might be good as far as like an action movie goes, but like a 70s – or mid-70s action movie. So it wasn't anything like real gritty or you know hardcore or whatever like that. But this one was pretty good. I like James Coburn. Um, he It has some uh, – I guess it's because it was kind of in a swinger, swinging kind of age where he's a doctor and like um, some of the women hit on him, like some of the older <laughs> women and some of the younger women. And he's got his girlfriend who's Jennifer O'Neill sitting over there at this party and she's really hot. And he just goes over and starts talking to this young girl and kind of coming on to her a little bit, <laughs> you know, and then <laughs> Jennifer O'Neill gets mad and he goes, Hey baby, what's the problem? You know, he says, uh, I am who I am and you are who you are. And she goes, Oh, she's like a whore and everything. He goes, I was just having a conversation with you. Know? But I, I thought that, but it's, this is for the most part, a pretty serious movie. And, um, even he's, he's a doctor, but he is kind of thrust in a role, almost more like a detective. Right. But it's pretty good. I recommend it. So, and that's the end of my list. I don't have as impressive of a list. I read a lot of comics this week. I started, um, I, I haven't been reading new stuff. I started reading, uh, well, I went back to, after I saw Logan, I felt like reading X-Men again. But I'm still doing the Claremont stuff. I'm, I've, I've basically started last year, was it last year? Jesus, it might have been even the year before, reading from giant-sized X-Men forward. Right. And, um, yeah, it's been fun. the fuck. That's good shit. But, I, I, well, I'll tell you what's not good shit. I posted about it on the wrong group because I was so <laughs> distraught. That fucking story with Doctor Doom and this guy Arcade, Arcade. Well, it, it killed the momentum. I have not I have not read any more after that. <laughs> Welcome uh, to Murder World. <laughs> oh, my God. It was so corny. And... You know what? In what? And it's 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 very nitpicky, but the part that probably in that story made me roll my eyes the most. Well, there's two things. One, they get you know the X Men get captured, and within like a couple hours, they already have rooms built specially just for them to escape from. I'm like, come on, really? Like, it takes a little bit to build things. Like, you can't just snap your fingers. I know Doctor Doom is it a genius, but the, like what they what they were uh, like. Who would I was going to ask you this like uh, arcade? Who would be his equivalent in DC? Was he like a throwback to the really old Joker? No, nah, like I don't the, think the Joker the, was the, ever like that. Well, maybe. Nah, I you know, the real old Joker where it was more yeah. campy. Yeah, well, the, the one in the Batman show was. Um. Yeah, Caesar. I don't honestly. I don't. I don't know who he would be. In uh, in DC, 
Because hmm. it makes you wonder why the fuck that. I, I mean, think about that. That character, maybe he was intentionally just supposed to be, because everybody else was, you know, like I said, they, Claremont was on a run and he was just made some really great shit with great characters and everything. And then they throw in this really goofy, oh. kind of campy character. And I think that his over the top camp, it was like. I wondered if they didn't look at the old Batman TV show something. and say, we're going to make this guy an annoying, obnoxious <laughs> caricature of that kind of old villain. Well, the, but we're going to throw in these cool, badass X-Men. The other, I, I don't know what they were going for. The other thing was when, uh, and this was the, this was, this was the nitpicky thing. Wolverine, like, I think he was a, trying to attack Dr. Doom and Dr. Doom, like hits him with a flamethrower or something and basically burns all of his clothes off. And when he wakes up, he's like, he even has the thought bubble. Oh, he even put my put a new costume on. Like he's he's in his costume again. <laughs> like Doctor Doom yeah. had a costume made for Wolverine also. And it, he used the Doctor Doom time machine. Yeah, maybe. Uh, but yeah, he had the time machine, so theoretically he could have went and made rooms for all of them. I'll tell you, it was the middle. DC boy. The middle. It was the middle of the three stories that was the rough one when they were actually in Murder World. When it was the Doctor Doom stuff, it was a lot more interesting. Mm. So after I finished that, I hopped back to uh, I started reading Luke Cage comics again. So they got to where uh, I, I have a uh, you know because most of the time I just read uh, Marvel, mm -hmm. but one of my pet peeves is is when they when the characters went on for so long that they think the only way they can make him interesting is they just may steadily start making him more and more powerful. It's like Wolverine started out as this crazy kind of psycho guy who was almost ready to rip like Cyclops's throat out on his own team because he couldn't control himself. And then he kind of morphed into this samurai warrior guy. And then he, he, you could you could burn him down to where there was just one cell left and he'll regenerate. You oh, know? Really? And Doctor <laughs> Doom, yeah. Doctor Doom gets so fucking smart and so powerful, you know. And Reed Richards, they did the same thing with him. He's so smart that anything that comes up, if they have, it's like Batman, where they say, "What if Batman fought uh, Dark Side? Well, if he had enough time to prepare, he could beat anybody." No. You know, give Batman, me a break. Batman does not be dark side. And it's, and it's like with with the mutants uh, when they talk about evolution. I mean, when you're talking about evolution from some fucking salamander that crawled out of the muck and or a, a chimp or something that evolved into a man, it takes you know millions of years. And they evolve in comics. These mutants and stuff evolve so fast. Well, you know, it's well, like Jesus Christ. What know, happens if, like, which which cell has to remain of Wolverine? Like, what happens yeah. if he like cuts himself and bleeds on the floor? Will like a lot of Wolverines come out of the puddle of blood, or maybe not <laughs> like, a lot? But the, could he could he one. cut off like his hands and grow two more two Wolverines? Oh no, he can't uh, can't cut out a man. No, he doesn't. He doesn't go like he does that. But uh, um, like he seems like he can himself. Said, even with like Batman or something like that. Or you know whoever. When you set the limits of who they are, and then they go up against somebody that's more powerful. Okay, one of the reasons that makes them compelling is that they ha they have vulnerability. Yeah. But like with Wolverine, if you make him to where he just—that's one thing about Logan that was good was all his stuff was starting to fail, 
Yeah. So it was kind of like a, a takeoff on like just somebody getting old where your your body just starts to fail, your knees start hurting, your My back, knee hurts your neck. so like, bad right now. <laughs> dude, I stood up at work last night, and it's not all the time. It's just every once in a while I'll stand up, and it's like my knee starts to go out. Yeah. And I'm like, motherfucker. And I'm like, God damn it. But then, you know, nine times out of ten, that's no no problem. But, um, you know, if the, you got to have the guy be vulnerable. It's like Tony Stark, Reed Richards, and the and even Batman. I'm sorry, but scientists, you know, unless maybe they're saying they're fucking mutants or something, and they have this great <laughs> brain power, they can figure out anything. But Jesus, Christ, well, that's what they did with the the new, or the Marvel uh, Ultimates. Reed Richards, you know how Reed Richards can stretch? Yeah. Well, the ultimate Reed Richards, he is like the smartest fucking person in anywhere, in any universe, because if he wants to think of something, he just stretches a certain, like a part of his brain and makes it bigger. Nice. So, so that he can figure <laughs> stuff out. That's awesome. And he's a, he's becomes like almost like a god, like an evil genius god or whatever. But Reed Richards, Tony Stark, Batman... Look at Albert Einstein. Okay, he figured, or, or Tesla, or something like that, and the stuff they figured out. It was over like a, a lifetime, over years. They'll say Galactus is coming. Well, wait a minute. Uh, we Let can't me... do it. We don't have anything that can beat him. Well, Reed will work on something for one issue, and he'll be like, "Oh, I just came up with this." <laughs> the ultimate nullifier part two. Yeah, and I put it together in, in out of a, an erector set in the fucking uh, Baxter building. But anyway, go ahead. I'm just fucking. Anyway, Logan, I thought was good, but that was that was the whole lead into that. I I I really liked Patrick Stewart and Hugh Jackman in it, and um and now I'm addicted to. I don't know if you watched the videos, but Patrick Stewart adopted a pit bull or a foster. Yeah, I saw that where he yeah. was pet. It's everyone. pretty funny. He says he's so he's so like calm. It show the the. Ginger, Ginger, Ginger shows up at the door and he's like, Ginger, hello. Oh, what a lovely greeting. <laughs> it's really funny. I just, I just saw where it was, it was like sleeping on the couch and he was just petting it. And I, it's his wife or something says, you know, no, no animals on the couch. On the couch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's cute, uh, but I like Logan a lot. So, um, let's see. So we mentioned, what did I, you, what, what did you think of, um, when, when the, the doctor, the asshole doctor, Okay, I don't want to say what happens, uh-huh. but when he said he had somebody to, you know, because Logan was kind of here, we're gonna have to talk. I don't, I don't remember, I don't remember the reference. We'll have to, we'll have to ask when we're okay. We'll talk about it yeah, off yeah. there because I, I, uh, there's people that haven't seen it. Yeah. Um. Oh, and one funny thing I did see the 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 realistic fan point of view it's like well they put this they put these adamantium claws on this little girl and in her skeleton like what happens in like three years when she grows up a foot taller yeah <laughs> I never thought these about tiny little claws or like are bones just gonna break under the yeah i don't know anyway but i, I liked it a lot um last time we just mentioned sorry <laughs> <laughs> I like her foot claw too. Spoiler alert: she has a yeah. foot claw. That was pretty cool. Um, we mentioned a Henry Silva movie called Trapped. I think that we talked about it. Uh, Baker County, we USA, just, is another name of it. We just said I just saw it and said, "Oh, this looks good." I, I haven't watched it yet. You need to watch it. It's it's Henry Silva as a, a hillbilly is pretty funny. Um, <laughs> it's got an awesome payoff with a truck. 
at the end of the movie. It's, I mean, the movie's pretty good. I mean, it's not like fantastic. There's better Henry Silva movies, but it's got a really good payoff. And uh, uh, you'll laugh at Henry Silva's uh, performance the whole movie. I want to see Henry Silva play Reed Richards. (laughs) (laughs) Fantastic. Nice. Um, I went to the theater. Ernest Borgnine as uh, the thing. That would be a good one. That would be good. Who would be uh, Johnny Storm? Johnny Storm would have to be like, um, who was that one? um... Goddamn, he could be. It could be uh, uh, the Golden God. J. Michael Vincent. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. J. Michael Vincent as 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 the Human Torch and except old old drunk one legged (laughs) J. Michael Vincent. It would be in the alternate reality in the future. Nice. Um, and a storm would be played by Will Smith. <laughs> yes, that's a good one. Uh, so I went. Well, to the I shouldn't th- even say that because in the one, the newest Fantastic Four, just what we were talking about, Johnny Storm suddenly becomes oh yeah, Storm's Michael, Michael B. Jordan. American. Was it a half brother or was it adopted? Must can't be adopted. Well, I can't not remember. That movie was not great. It was better than the... Uh, uh, I never saw Silver Surfer. It was definitely better than the first one. The first one was a fucking turd. Well, they tried to they tried to make it like the um, the original Kirby instead of where it was more, you know, that, that, that old school um, uh, comic feel and yeah. everything. It was lighthearted and blah, blah. Yeah. Um, the, the, the newest one was kind of, was like half good and then it fell apart by the end. Uh, but in the theater, I watched Hidden Figures, um, the story about the African-American women that are mathematicians that work for NASA. Uh, oh. It's based on a book. It's really good. Um, I read... Who stars in that mother freaker? Is that Kevin Costner? Kevin Costner's in it, yeah. Uh, uh, Je- Viola Davis? Octav- no. Uh, let's see. Tari- I don't know how to pronounce her name. Tariji Henson? Maybe Octavia Spencer. I've heard of. I've seen her in something. And then Janelle mm-hmm. Monae are the three women. And Jim Jim Parsons, that d- guy from that that nerd sitcom, whatever it's called, is in it. And he plays this asshole. What is that thing? What is that called? Uh, I don't remember. I, I, Big Bang I've, Theory. Big Bang Theory. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I've Kirsten Dunst like plays this like uptight, probably racist lady that's like the boss of the of the women. And she hmm. looks middle-aged in it. It's kind of weird. Oh. Well, she probably is middle-aged now, Yeah, she? but I mean, like, she actually looks it now, so. Um, but I thought this movie was good. I read, after you see it, I will, uh, see if we can remember, I want to ask you about what you think. I read something about some differences between this and the book. And I was like, that's, it, it's, it's curious why they changed a couple things, but. Hmm. Um, but it's based on a true thing of, uh, mostly it follows Catherine, uh, I forgot her last name before she was married, but Catherine Johnson, who, um, was pretty much a, a, you know, she was a pioneer in this, in this certain field that she did with trajectory and stuff like that. And had to, she was doing it in the, started doing it in the sixties when, when blacks weren't even allowed to share a restroom. So it was pretty good. Um, I thought it was a pretty interesting story. Now, can they share a restroom in North Carolina? 
Uh, depends on the restroom and the establishment and if okay. what sex they were born as. So, yes. like, I think we have, like, six bathrooms now in every building sp- for specific <laughs> genres of people. Genre. Is that really a genre? <laughs> genre of people. Um, I, so, after I watched Hidden Figures, I came home and uh, to and watched uh, Anthropophagus. <laughs> Oh, Joe D'Amato cannibal movie that George Eastman wrote and starred in. That grossed me out, man, when he was fucking gnawing on his own guts. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that. Dude that dude was fucking, man, he was insatiable. Like, he could not, he was, like, always Ooh. hungry. Ah. <laughs> uh, I thought it was. I gotta make a porn parody of that, and he's like, and what is it, how do you pronounce it? Anthro. Anthropophagus. Anthropophagus, it could have been cunnilingus. Cunnilingus. And he is just insatiable pussy eater. Nice. That's gross. I shouldn't say that. Oh, well, that kind of happens in the movie, so in a way. Rom, 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 rom. <laughs> yeah, Georgie, I like George Eason's makeup. And then at the end, he pulls his own dick up and just. Rom, 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 rom. Nom, nom, nom. No, I you... can't get enough. Um, <laughs> I. My taint. I've probably seen grosser things in movies. But the the one scene that this movie's infamous for, that I just kind of referenced a second ago, I don't think I've ever like the idea of it. I don't think I've ever yes, seen something more fucked up in it. a movie ever. I was Seriously. like, who the f- thought that up? <laughs> it really fucking. I was like, oh my god. Like somebody said when I said that to somebody, he's like, is it? You mean more fucked up than the the the, the big steak scene in uh, Cannibal Holocaust? And I was like, I, I mean. That's more like visually gruesome, mm-hmm. but I think mm-hmm. the idea of this is even more fucked up. Yeah, this was kind of like uh, Marvel zombies, <laughs> where they just fucking they, they no matter what they just had to eat and they just they they could not be satisfied. Nice. They had to, they even went from into different dimensions and would kill every single living thing, eat every single living thing. From dimension to dimension, they were like, "We got to put a stop to this, or they're going to fucking destroy the multiverse." Nice. So they were Multi- their own their own universe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I watched one. I gathered that you weren't a huge fan of Black Dynamite. Um, I'd say no, that. no, 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 no. I would see. I, I don't I know if you were sarcastically making, saying that or not. I was making fun of somebody. Oh, I was making okay. Sammy. Okay. I like I this movie a lot. I was, talking I, thought, about I, thought one t- I was talking about a movie one time and he said even, and I liked it. And he said it wasn't any good because it was a pre-manufactured cult film. I, I and think so then I said, a, I think this is just a love letter. Oh, oh bullshit. It's a, it was a $3 million budget and it made $228,000 in the United States. Yeah. Well, um, it's, a, it's a love letter, but I loved the, uh, <laughs> I thought the, it was funny. Yeah, it's funny. I like the trivia with um, that I read on uh, IMDb. It says, Michael Jai White has stated he was not just playing Black Dynamite, but also the actor playing Black Dynamite. The actor Ferrante Jones was a running back for the Baltimore Colts, whose career ended to a, due to a broken neck. If you pay attention, you'll notice that Black Dynamite has a hard time turning his neck to one side because of Jones' neck injury. But I still would rather watch uh, like Dolomite. The yeah, oh, yeah. Well, yeah, but I mean, this is because when you when you see like a a boom mic in Dolomite, you know <laughs> it wasn't supposed to be there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when it's in this one, you know they yeah. did it. All. That's pre-manufactured. Yeah, cool. well, 
Um, I watched Fight Club <laughs> for probably the thirtieth time ever. Uh, I still like it a lot. Mm-hmm. Looks good. Good soundtrack. The Dust Brothers. It's very nineteen ninety nine. The clothes and shit in it. Uh, it's a it's a time capsule for sure. For sure. But uh, and Meatloaf with his bitch tits. Yeah. yeah. Um, and honestly, that was it. Besides one this morning. So I'd been I. I get on I get stuck on albums sometimes and for whatever reason um this week I've been listening to uh the first Wu-Tang Clan album uh, Enter the Wu-Tang. So that album if you've ever heard it is just full of like English dubbed clips from kung fu movies. And there's one that appears a lot called Shaolin and Wu-Tang. Uh, or Shaolin Yu Wu Dang. Um, I was going to ask you if you were like doing like uh, Kung Fu Kata in your <laughs> living room while you listen to that. Uh, no, I listen to it at work. Um, but this is directed and stars Gordon Liu. Mm-hmm. Directed by and stars. Um, I thought it was good. It's not a it's not a Shaw Brothers movie. Um, the fighting scenes are pretty fucking great. This is the early '80s, so it was around the time he did um, like eight, eight diagram pole fighter, I think, in uh, Thirty Six Chamber of Shaolin. So, um, I thought it was pretty awesome. Um, and I watched the English dub. I, I think there's a, a Chinese version of it somewhere out there. So I'm curious if it would have the same effect. Unfortunately, it was cropped to a fucking square, which is always rough. Yeah. I think it's a nostalgic thing to see because I used to watch, you know, Black Belt Theater or whatever on Saturdays. Oh, yeah, all the time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, those movies were cropped, so it has that feel like, oh, you know, it's like that nostalgic feel. But these movies are obviously filmed for a theater and the, 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 cor- the choreography with the fighting and stuff, it kind of suffers when you turn, yeah. the, turn cut, the, uh, cut the sides off, so... Um, Did they ever do? I don't know if you'd know this or not. Has any have they ever done a um, like a documentary about the Wu Tang Clan, like a rockumentary or whatever? I don't, uh, I don't know. I'm not sure. Oh, that might be kind of cool. Yeah, uh, I, I like if they have ever went up against the Juggalos. Like had like a, <laughs> I saw them live. I, I've actually Juggalos? seen the Wu Tang. No, I've actually oh. seen Wu Tang Clan live. Oh, it'd be funny if you fucking read a goddamn insane clown policy thing that had makeup on and shit. Oh, man. Those are some strange. Yeah, well, I don't know if it's true. They have a little bit, they have like a wrestling. Um, yeah, they do. Promotion, don't they? I think they wrestled in it themselves, too. Because I know, like, well, they were in WCW. Yeah. Well, and I'm... then uh, Honky Tonk Man, he, he's wrestled for him. He said, <laughs> one thing about them clowns. You better get paid Ooh. before the show's over, because he said when the show's over, the clowns disappear. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I started. I've been watching a lot of wrestling, um, so I I I had been subscribed to uh, Revolution Pro uh, and Progress Wrestling and New Japan. So New Japan just started the the New Japan Cup tournament. So there's like. They have a three-hour show like almost every day for the next week and a half. Jeez, um, that's a lot to keep up with. Yeah. Uh, luckily, the shows are. I mean, if you only want to keep up with the cup, you can just watch those matches because. Do you have any blank VHS tapes so you can tape it? <laughs> I. D- it's funny you say that because I look to my left and I have the this milk crate with tapes in it, including uh, 
the All Japan Carnival from 1994 on two tapes yes. sticking right out of the top. There you go. Um, so I got I'm watching a lot of that, but I decided to get I decided to cancel Revolution Pro. It's 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 one of those. Th- it's like seven bucks a month. I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll try it out. And I switched over to uh, Insane Championship Wrestling from Scotland. And I watched a couple shows of that yesterday. It's pretty good so far, so I'll see if I stick with that too. They have a lot more backstage kind of interviews and stuff like that. Um, the what 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 made me hear of them initially was that Kurt Angle did a show for them or wrestled for them like back in November, I think, and it was supposed to be a really good match he was in. So, but uh, you know, that's it for movies and 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 then comics and f- failing at my job and et cetera. So. <laughs> Yeah, you never, you're never a failure as long as you have this show. That way. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's take a break. I'm going to go grab a drink. <laughs> and uh, we'll come back. Which movie do you want to do first? You got a preference? I don't care. All right, we'll come back and do Joy um, House since I have that first on my yeah, list. Yeah, okay. Joy House, uh, right after this. It's the Daily Grindhouse Podcast. I got your boy hanging. You no business born insecure junkyard mother. Starring Dr. Freaks. Am I the only one who is concerned about the naked woman tied to a bed? Johnny A-bomb. I put out the trash. Joe Cosby. Softcore picture? You just said softcore picture. And Warhawk Tanzania as Warhawk Tanzania. You do not come to my turf talking about busting ass. When it comes to cinema, (laughs) we talk the cream of the crop while scraping the bottom of the barrel. Find us on Stitcher, iTunes, Facebook, and of course, on dailygrindhouse.com. The Daily Grindhouse Podcast. Because you deserve it. This intro is too long. Uh, <laughs> Joy House. Oh, here we go. Here's some singing. Joy House, 1964, directed by Rene Cremant, starring Jane Fonda, <laughs> Elaine Delon, <laughs> and uh, wait, Sorrel Book is in this. Boss Hogg, where was he? He must have been one of the, the, the heavies, literally. Weird. I don't he remember seeing him at all. American gangster kind of a person. Criminal. Huh. I didn't either. But, I mean, we're used to him when he's old as Boss Hogg. So, I mean, he's probably a young guy. <laughs> uh, yeah, it could have been. I mean, this was only 15 years before Dukes of Hazard started. Like, would he have aged that much? I bet he looked the same. I don't know, I man. I've seen pictures of Daisy Duke lately, and oof. oh, <laughs> she changed a lot from Thunderbolt and Lightfoot. <laughs> so okay, um, <sighs> French 
Clint didn't even get to fuck her in that. Uh, no, he did. She was a bitch, and he dumped her, or she she ran off. Uh, let's see. Oh, this this criminal uh, this criminal this uh, synopsis is written oddly. So Renee Belinda Lane, uh, petty uh, petty criminal on the run from the underground <laughs> on the Riviera. He seeks refuge in a flop ha- a flop house whose soup line is served by Jane Fonda and Lola. Albright, this synopsis stinks. The two women move him to a gothic mansion owned by Albright, a millionaire's, a millionaire-s. Is that really a word? With a Salvation Army complex. What? What does that mean? Uh, Fonda, her cousin, not her cousin, is hot for him and repeat, repeatedly attempts to seduce him while someone is attempting to poison him. And his murderous former associates have got wind of his whereabouts. Ooh. That's a fucking whole movie. Jesus Christ. Got um, it back. So yes, Joy House, uh, as we were briefly said when the show opened, it's a, it's a unique kind of uh, feel to this movie because it's it has certain definite French New Wave uh, influence, but at the same time, it's like noir and kind of like uh, almost like, well, it tries to, it's not thrilling, I'd say. It's kind of slow burn for the most part once it once it gets settled in its plot. Um, but it's a thriller of sorts and, but uh, yeah, it's, it's it, it had a, it definitely has a, a almost unique feel because it's kind of a an amalgamation of several genres here. So, but Zom, what did you think of Joy House? An amalg- amalg- How did you think, think of the, uh, this amalgamation or les yes. les felines or the felines, which would have been a much better name, I think. Or the feline, I think a, it would have been a, a much stew. better name. Yeah. Well, it's it's um one thing I learned. Okay, now this is uh, an out of print movie. And um, if you look online, it's pretty pricey. Mm-hmm. I got it for like $2.99 on VHS. I got it for even less than that. Well, I know. <laughs> and, I, and, and one thing I learned is I take a drink of my delicious Dunkin' Donuts blueberry coffee. Um, one thing I forgot, because I haven't watched VHS in a long time, Mm-hmm. Is some of the problems with VHS tapes? They get worn. So out. I'm watching this. <laughs> yeah, I'm watching this movie, and like I get like halfway through it, and all of a sudden the fucking th- it was like the old TVs where you start getting the uh, vertical oh, hold, the fuzz and stuff, stuff like that, and mm-hmm. I'm like, oh fuck! Oh. <laughs> but I I endeavored to persevere because you know what? Did analog I... analog movies on VHS are so much better quality than these <laughs> digital copies. Did I not send you my uh, my? Free I don't copy think of it? so. Oh, okay. I, if you did, I didn't look. Okay, but I don't think so. So I ended up watching it all the way through, and it it took me back. Now, um, yeah, Zom just got disconnected, uh, and I'm leaving the weird noise in there. So you were saying the VHS takes you back is where it stopped. God yeah. damn it. That was a long way back. Just to the old days where you had the tracking button and, um, you know, all that or shit. Or the knob. This, we had one with a knob on it. Yeah, knob. 
I, yeah. but anyway, so I, 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 what do you call it? I, I muscled through and I watched the rest of it. Uh, or watched all of it. Um, I found this one. I think I was just looking, uh, for movies maybe with Elaine Delon, but, um, um, I'm a big fan. Okay. I think Jane Fonda ended up being like a really, really good actress. Yeah. Like uh, in Clute with Donald Sutherland, that's a really good movie. And I own Golden Pond. There's a lot of movies that she was in, oh, Coming Home with John Voight. But um, before she started doing like the really serious movies, when she was like doing the sex kitten movies, like mm-hmm. Barbarella. And uh, I mean, mm-hmm. uh, there's one. Um, oh, shit. What's that one that's got her and Lawrence Harvey? Uh, Walk on the Wild Side. That's a fucking good movie. And it's got some. For, for it being, it's kind of like around this time, like in the early 60s, it's got some really risque themes in it, you know. <coughs> Excuse me, cough button. Um, but so, and, and I, I just thought, you know, she just was really uh, good looking. If you look up just pictures of Jane Fonda from this period of time when she's like 18 to probably 25 or something. Oh, woof. And I do not see when I look at her and I look at her body and I look at her face, I do not see Henry Fonda. Uh, that does not <laughs> impede my penis in, in any way whatsoever. Um, the movement continues in an upward motion. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you know, I just don't get it. I mean, I don't know. Um, um, so anyway, you have, well, first of all, you have Elaine Delon, and he is in Mur. Uh, I think he starts out. He's in Murka, isn't he? Uh, no, well, he's these, I, no he's, I think he's, he's in always France. in France. Yeah, he's yeah. always in France. But, but at some point, Ameri- he was involved with somebody that is American. Right. There's like American gangsters that are after his ass, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. he is when it says uh, uh, les is it les filines or les filines. <laughs> yeah, something like that. At first, I was thinking that he was the cat because, goddamn, when somebody's after him, he is like a—he's like <laughs> a cat. I mean, he's a hell of a fucking uh, kind of escape artist guy. Like when yeah. he when they're chasing him, he can fucking really do some trickery and jump over cars and run and stuff. And they're like with cigars in the corners of my fire, you know, and the the classic gangster. Thing, which was, you know, it seems like at um, during this period of time in French cinema, whether it was uh, Le Samurai or um, what was the one with uh, the Richard Gere, uh, 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 Breathless, Breathless. Yeah. They, they, they they really liked the uh, the feel of the old uh, gangster movies transplanted mm-hmm. into France, um, and so when this started up, okay, it's, it's all shot in black and white and I like the way it looked. I like the, yeah. I like the style. And that's one thing we were reading before we went on air. We did a, 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 a refresher course because loaf hasn't had enough uh, testing here uh, and studying Jesus with Christ. this job. We, <laughs> I, I'm, su- I hate I'm supposed to know how to set up a multi-site Apache server by now. And I fucking don't. <laughs> um, I hate, when you have a job and like even at my job, they have these classes that we take every once in a while. And I just despise, even if I know they're coming, I, it makes me sick. I hate yeah. fucking taking any kind of classes 
it just takes me back to school. I would rather have with if somebody shows me stuff and I start doing it on a regular basis, I can just I can learn it and pick it up. Yeah. Sitting there reading and taking a class, uh, I yeah, I just want to say you might as well just be pissing in the fucking wind because <laughs> I me learning this way is and and having to study and memorize shit. I hate that shit. Yeah. So anyway, let's get back to a joy okay. house or mm-hmm. joie. Uh, I'll say. <laughs> is a, a I'll say. With and Jean Fonda and Lola Albright. Um, this is pretty much all in um, English, I think. There's no, none of, nobody was dubbed, were they? Didn't seem I, ha- like it. I had, mine was completely dubbed in French. Even oh, dubbed though, in French, but I think they, made, they were speaking. Yes, yes. Jane Fonda was definitely speaking English. I, I could not. I didn't. I don't remember if Delon looked like he was speaking English or not. She definitely was. It seemed to me the one I watched was all in English, and it seemed to me like Delon was speaking English. Oh, okay, it didn't okay. look, seem like he was speaking French, and it was dubbed. Yeah, mine was. But subtitled. maybe it was dubbed with his voice. I don't know. But anyway, um, He's being pursued by these fuckers, these you know uh, bent nosed fuckers from Jersey or whatever, and uh, in because he banged the guy's <laughs> wife. Yeah, he's a banger. He's <laughs> <laughs> he's a cad. He he's one of these dudes that uh, you know he's a swinger, swinging uh, kind of uh, early sixties guy. Um, he he's the kind of guy that when he shows up to clean your pool, uh, he's going to fuck your wife, your daughter, and probably your French poodle. Um, <laughs> So I anyway, love the, I love the opening to this when they when you don't see him it's it opens in like New York or New Jersey or wherever it is and the guy was that guy somebody I've, I'm seem to remember the the guy that was like the the husband that was kind of setting this whole thing in motion was he somebody I can't remember because he was only in the movie sure for wasn't. like thirty seconds but yeah yeah I don't um, but I love this when he's like go to Europe and get him. I know where he is. Bring me back his head. And somebody's like, his head. Yeah. He's like, I want to give it to my wife. And she's like, Bleh! it was pretty, it awesome. was almost like bring me the head of Alfredo Garcia, you know, uh, or, um, one of those movies where, Oh, what the, what the, there was one with, uh, it was called revenge with Anthony Quinn and Kevin Costner. And they were friends. Kevin Costner was a jet fighter pilot. And Anthony Quinn was his buddy uh, from a long time ago, and they were they were lifelong friends, sort of. But he was a, a, a kind of a South American mm-hmm. uh, or Mexican uh, kind of criminal guy. Yep. And Costner fucked his wife, <laughs> and then it was the deal where I mean he he was such an ass, uh, such a, uh, a powerful and mean motherfucker that he put took his own wife. Got her and and had these guys get her hooked on like heroin and put her in a whorehouse to be fucked like through the whole movie by just these these scummy, really gross guys. Like he just <laughs> sold her into white slavery and then he took Costner and just beat him half to death. You know, even though he was his friend and it was called revenge. So you know what happens? Get some revenge. Anyway, yeah. revenge, revenge all the way around. The only one that didn't get revenge was the chick who got back. But you know, I don't know whatever. So anyway, that's a different movie. So anyway. <laughs> They're chasing Delon, and he takes off, and he heads uh, back home, I guess. And um, so he's on the run. And they, they're still chasing him. Like, even when he gets over there, he's kind of doing his thing. And next thing you know, it's like, oh, goddamn, there they are. You know, ah! And he takes <laughs> off running. And he and he jumps in the, jumps in the goddamn uh, fucking ocean and shit. And they're looking for him. And he's all wet and stuff. And uh, That car scene was the, really good. Car stuff, pretty, yeah. Yeah. 
So, um, but then he he goes to this like mission, and, and it's like you know where, like they said like a, kind of like a halfway house, not a halfway house, a flop like a house, kitchen, flop house. Yeah, where all these bums, you know, uh, bums and uh, homeless people and stuff like that, they go and they get some soup and stuff like that. And so he's there. Well, I would say. And I've said this several times before when I watch a movie, I'm like, you know, maybe I watch too much porn, but honest to God, this movie, I was like, where the fuck is this going? Because here this, you know, the <laughs> priest and the nuns are in there and they're giving the soup out and the guys are all sitting there, you know, uh, you know, there's drunks and, and drug addicts and everything. And Elaine Delon's, you know, sitting there with them and uh, kind of trying to blend in. And here comes these two hot women. Now they had their, they had like a, scarves on their uh, on their heads you know and yeah. tied under their necks and everything. so they almost look nun-ish and but you know when a woman's really pretty like like a, if you have like a, a a nun that's really pretty and all because all you can see is her face yeah. and you're like god damn man that, that's a beautiful woman because all i can see is her fucking face but she's still like well well that's how these two are and i'm like what the fuck you know so they're going around and they're serving the soup out and shit well obviously the only reason well i'm not i shouldn't say the only reason that they're there uh, that they have a purpose, but maybe they do this, you know, cause they're rich and they do go to help the poor or whatever, but I, yeah. they're there, I think with an agenda and the agenda is to find a, a, um, a patsy, a, sh- a chauffeur or a, like a house person. Yeah. Well, but yeah, but there's a, there's a reason. I mean, it's, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That just ends up being like, you know what they tell him. Well, but so he's, one of the, one, the, the, the aunt is in there for that. I don't think. Meh. I don't. I don't know that. I don't know that Jane Fonda's character is is kind of is in on the whole thing. Meh. You think? I yeah. Don't know. Well, I mean, she knows about what's. She knows yeah. the, the store. She knows that what the dilio is. Yeah. No, but anyway. But she seems she seems surprised at one point on the plan that's going on. Yeah, but she's horny too. <laughs> and, and 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 that's another thing. It was like if you watch porn, that's like the um, the uh, the mature woman and the young girl. You kind of had that action going on because even though um, what's her name um, Lola Albright is older than Jane Fonda, she ain't that much fucking older. Because say say Jane Fonda is like a ninth. Uh, tw- so I don't see. I wondered how old she was supposed to be in this. Movie. I'd say mid twenty, like, like somewhere in her twenties. Because like the real Jane Fonda was probably is definitely in her twenties, but I was wondering if this girl was supposed to be like the character if it was a book or something. Maybe it was supposed to be like sixteen or something like that. I don't know. Hmm. I'm just imagining. But anyway, uh, fantasizing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Lola Albright plays Barbara, and Jane Fonda is Melinda. Uh, and Elaine Delon is Mark. Mark. So anyway, um, it's like you have these two hot chicks, and the one's a widow, and she's fucking rich, right? And mm-hmm. they live in this really nice house. And uh, Jane Fonda is her niece, and she's living there too, and she's fucking hot. Now, the one thing that I want to – you just want to scream to at Elaine Delon in this or Mark is, dude, if it's too good to, – okay, I know you're handsome. And I know you have charisma coming out your butthole and you get a lot of pussy. But this situation is one of those it's too good to be true things. Like they just happen to show up and like, you know, 
I need a chauffeur driver, and we want you to come and live in our house. I'm not married, and or I'm I'm a widower, and this is my niece who's hot, and she doesn't have a boyfriend, and she's horny. And once you come live with us, you live in our house, and and we'll take care of the food and everything. You just live there and just drive us. You know, that's are you there? Yep. Okay, I heard a big glitch. Or like, but anyway, so he goes there and, and, you know, I don't know if he's suspicious or not, but he's on the run. So this just works mm-hmm. out perfectly. Cause he's like, fuck man, this is great. Cause not only can I kind of b- disappear because when he's wearing the chauffeur, I think it's funny that they, they make him get an actual chauffeur's uniform, which I always think those look kind of cool, you know, <laughs> but he ends up with a pilot's suit. Yeah. They, they, when he goes to get it, he's like, you know, I need a little, you know, let it out a little bit in the crotch about the nine inches and you know, whatever. <laughs> anyway, but so he gets, the, and the, did you notice that car they had? It had like a, the whole top of it was like a glass top. It was a Rolls Royce, but it had like a plastic or glass roof to it. It's kind yeah, of like neat. A bulb. They used to yeah. make those. Um, I've seen like some, um, luxury cars and and you know like t-birds and stuff like that that had a complete uh like a plastic bubble top i bet it was fucking hot as shit in that car (laughs) well let me tell you what if i was in that car with those two bitches they'd have been hot as shit no matter what (laughs) there would have been steam on the ceiling (laughs) and and this was a period of time where you know when when the women still you know they dressed really nice and 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 you know looked you know, they dolled themselves up and you know, stuff. It's like, God damn. <laughs> so anyway, uh, they, um, so he goes and lives with them and stuff. And of course, you know, Jane Fonda, she's this little kitten, you know, little on the prowl. And she's, she's trying to get with him. But see, he's like, a, he's, he likes like, you know, he's, he's like, the, like a Ric Flair used to say, you know, about Ricky Morton. He says, you know, the, you, you like the, the little girls like you. I like the ones with the big sweaters, you know, and that's how he <laughs> is. He is. If it would have been any other thing, you know, he probably would have banged Jane Fonda, but he knows number one, he's a gigolo. You know, I'm pretty sure he's a fucking gigolo. Um, he knows who's got the money, which is Barbara, and she's got the 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 um, strings to the purse. And yeah, he wants nothing to do with her. She's fucking hot. So she kind of is on the prowl too, but a little bit less, you know. And, and the thing, also Jane Fonda's character, even though she's on the prowl, she's kind of just like a little manipulative bitch. I don't even know if she's that horny. Is that she just is kind of immature? And so she wants if if um, she wants his attention, where Lola is like a grown woman who doesn't have to like jump hit, jump all over him and be obvious, and he wants her. But Jane Fonda is really obvious because she's like, you know, you're not paying attention to me, and why can't I want you? You know, why don't you like me? Blah blah. blah. And he's kind of like, eh, you know, kind of blows her off. But I'm I'm going to be completely and totally honest with you. I would have been fucking both of them. At the same time, <laughs> and everything else, and maybe not in this. I want to say at the same time, not in the same bed. But that would be ideal. But I'm just saying, you know, I'd be doing <laughs> the two time and shit and everything else, and you know. But whatever, you know, I'm a grown man. And back then, you have needs. I was, back in 1964, I wasn't even bored. So you know, whatever. <laughs> um, but I'm just saying, you know, and I probably would have lost my job and whatever, and, and gangsters would have cut my nuts off. Now, I'm surprised they didn't cut his nuts off. But it would be more horrifying to go into your wife, she's laying there in bed, and throw the head so she can see who it is. If you cut just the balls and the dick off or whatever, you know, whatever. So and then anyway, she recognizes that. 
that might be yeah, even she's worse. Like, she's like, whose head is this? And then the Ooh. dick flies and she's like, oh my God. No, she put the dick in the bed and her mouth just starts salivating. Anyway. <laughs> She, <laughs> Pavlov she, response. Yeah. Why like am I drooling? Oh my god. No, I'm not. <laughs> she got like a Saint Bernard, like the big strings hanging off the side of her mouth. <laughs> so <laughs> like Beethoven. Um, <laughs> so anyway, you have still a, a few uh, close calls with the gangsters. Like he'll go into town with one of the with one of the ladies, and um, he'll he'll like Jane Pond is like, do you always drive like this? And he's practically he's slouched so far down in the seat you can barely see the top of his his chauffeur's cap, and he's got these big <laughs> dark glass, sunglasses on. So anyway, um, you I'm not going to give anything away, but you come to find that there's some agendas going on. Yeah. Um, there's there's some underhanded kind of it, it, this could. I was going to say this could easily be like a, the kind of sleazy Lifetime movie, except yeah. Lifetime wouldn't do it as, you know, it would be shot as, as well, or well or whatever. But it has that sleazy thing where you have the, the young girl that's after the guy and then the hot uh, MILF. And sure. then um, there are some neat shots. You know, speaking of how it's shot, there are some pretty neat shots in this. Like the way it's filmed is very kind of it's modern for the time. It's kind of slick, like uh there's like this first person attack in a hotel room. There's the, um, or like when he walks in, you see like the, the, when he's getting hit over the head, you see it from his yeah. point of view, the, like, uh, the overhead. Like, I'll tell you what my, the, what I shot, what the shot I thought was great was when, after the car had crashed at the beginning and he's swimming. So there's like these, these guys walking on this pier and you see him swimming at like an angle under the pier. I thought it was like this overhead shot. I thought it looked so cool. Um, but there's a lot of little and stuff like that, like her they, they like standing in the mirror. Too. I mean, it's like, yeah, he, 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 you know, you're thinking, okay, well, shit, you know, the, the, in most movies, they would just be like, well, he's dead. Let's go away. They, they just like hung around the shore and it's like, he's probably like, God damn, <laughs> you know, I can't, I can't catch a fucking break. Yeah. There's a picture of Jane Fonda in a colored picture in a negligee or a little Teddy. Yeah. The post, yeah. Um, so anyway, the ladies there's some stuff going on that maybe they're they aren't the how uh helpless um what do you call it uh, damsels in distress or the yeah. the uh, innocent um the innocent uh widow and her and her young niece you know there's some other stuff going on there and delon he eventually starts well, he starts figuring stuff out, and then he, you know, he figures out what's going on. Um, I've seen some movies. Uh, the one thing about this movie that I that it reminds me of, like maybe some horror movies and stuff like that that I've seen where um, people are like in a house. And like people are living in the house and there's people in the house, but mm-hmm. you don't know they're there and shit like that. Um, like they're, <laughs> I don't know how to put it, but anyway, um, I liked that that was 
th- that that was in there because it did it made it more than just a you know uh, a sexy kind of a thing. But yeah. it c- it could have very well just went along with you know like a love triangle kind of a thing. And I still would have been interested because the women were hot. <laughs> Delon is like a fucking cockster, and a, you know he's got the charisma and everything. I love the way it was shot. I love this period of time. It's mm-hmm. before the kind of before the the uh, the hippie era where the guys are still kind of you know dressed nice wearing suits and stuff and uh and like i said then you have the throwback with the with the gangsters the and and the american gangsters thrown in there chasing him and everything and um and and it does actually have a cat in it <laughs> you it know does. when it says le filini or whatever uh <laughs> you know you you do have a you do have a cat that's kind of a character in this yeah. and uh you have a couple of cats running around. Well, you know, whatever. Um, but honest to God, one of the one of the um, one of the biggest elements of this thing is um, for me is just getting to see you know Jane Fonda when she's that young, and mm. and just how to, I you know whatever. I mean, I don't understand this whole Henry Fonda fucking thing, but she just is was just a you know, gorgeous. And I'm looking at a picture of when the, when they, when the gangsters caught Delon and they had him in the fucking bathtub. Oh and, yeah. Uh, they're like trying to, they're like giving him the, the, uh, what do you call it? Uh, almost like a waterboarding kind of a thing where they're, where they're they keep dunking uh, him and they're taking his photo and, and recording. Yeah. I thought that was pretty funny. It's like, you take things for granted like that, but now they would film it. They yeah. would record it. And now, they, but they, they have to record like, the sound of him, gurgling and drowning while taking yeah. still photos because they want to they want to be able to play it so they can torture the the what's your must call now you know the thing about that well, is pro- like, i think they got to prove to the boss uh, that he's dead yeah because it'd be kind of i don't know how, how the hell would you get a head through like customs and go all the way back because i mean you'd have to put it on ice so it wouldn't get rotten or whatever but um Bar, barring the the VHS uh, you know problems and stuff like that, which really make me think, God, I'm you know I'm glad that we have what we have now with digital downloads, yeah. or even DVDs or whatever. Um, with all that shit, where the fucking thing, you know, it's like when you get an album and the fucking thing skips and blah. Um, but I just like this whole era of movies. This isn't like a great movie or anything. Hmm. Um, I can kind of see. Well, that's what we were reading about Clement uh, before we came on the air. Is that you know he he made uh, uh, several really well thought of movies um, as far as from an artistic and from a you know just a movie making standpoint. And the only yeah. one that I recognized uh, was Is Paris Burning, which was when we were just talking about the um, like airport movies or, or the '70s movies where you had the big giant cast with all the different stars. That's how that was. It had uh, Jean-Paul Belmondo. It had uh, Elaine Delon. They were both fucking probably only 20 years old in it. Um, I think Orson Welles is in it. Um, I'm trying to think of, but it, it just it's one of those World War II movies that takes place in occupied uh, uh, Paris. And so you have all these Nazis that are there just, you know, that's like their base, but they're the, the French are just living there. It was kind of like, a he did a, uh, he did a, 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 a Tom Ripley movie with DeLong. Yeah. Yeah. The, the purple was a purple, purple noon. Purple, yeah. Yeah. That was the original, uh, that's the original 
Talented Mr. Ripley. It's the same story sure. as Talented Mr. Ripley, except I it's still on. Yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen that one. I, I like hmm. Talented Mr. Ripley, you know, with uh, yeah. Damon. So, but that's the original one. Um, so anyway, um, I would recommend this movie, number one, if you like hot chicks. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And you like and this I'd, type. I, I really liked uh I really liked the scenes with um now what is her name in the movie? Melinda, I think. Is Jane Fonda's net character. I I like the scenes of her trying to seduce him. And because it's like in in most movies he definitely would have cracked. And because of this, by the end of the movie parts of it- she's just playing little girl games because she yeah. comes on real strong and bats the eyes and she knows how it's like, a, it's like a little girl playing their dad to get what she wants. I'm, I was a little confused by his motives by the end of the movie, like where, where he was going with it. Like I was confused why he was still sticking around, why he was, you know what I mean? Like I didn't understand exactly his, his end game when the movie was wrapping up. Well, he well. First of all, he he kind of didn't have anywhere else to go, but he was yeah. kind of stuck, a sort of. But I don't know. I I I just I know what you, I know what you're saying because I mean, yeah. once he figured out, you know, once the jig was up, why didn't he just fucking get the fuck out of there? But I guess it was kind of a safe place. Uh, and well, sort of. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It was like kind of like a rock between a rock and a hard place, but. Um, the um, maybe he maybe he he wanted that pussy. I don't know. Yeah, well, he was getting uh, he was getting. But then it, it was kind of like I I liked the ending because yeah. he was he's the, the a ending shit. was cool. Yeah, he is a shit even from the beginning. Now he gets thrust into the part where he's kind of like you're kind of like cheering for him, whatever. He's he's a charismatic guy and everything. But he's an he's an asshole, mm-hmm. and then what ends up happening to him? It's kind of it's kind of a cool twist. It, it's not it, it it. I like that kind of an ending because it's not a cop out ending where yeah. like he ends up just you know okay well everything works out and he finds the love of his life and la 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 la. Um, there was a it, there was a great line from her in it when he go ahead go ahead. We reviewed the, that movie Hot Spot, didn't we, with Don Johnson and Virginia Madsen and uh, Jennifer Connelly? I Conley. don't. I maybe you did that one alone. I don't think I've seen that. Because I was going to say it. It kind of has a similar, a similar th- uh, kind of thing in the end. Huh? No, I don't. I don't. So, I don't think I've seen that. Sort of, not the no, exact but, same thing. But sort of. I like the one line she gives him while she's seducing him when he literally says. Do you ever shut up? And she says, "I can, th- I can think of a way." I was like, "Jesus, dude, do it, do I've, it." I've, I've used that line myself, but I just kind of like, "Shut up, <laughs> <laughs> let's just screw, just shut up." I, I, I can, you know, when, when you don't care, it's funny to be kind of an asshole. I, I don't know, yeah. maybe I don't know. That's not a very flattering thing to say about myself. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I don't have no, a whole lot to add to fun. it. Yeah, it's fun no, I know, fun. I know. If 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 both people are in on it, then yes, I can I could see that. Yeah, 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 but yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, I'm I'm with you. Like I I don't think it's the uh, narratively speaking, it's the 
strongest movie ever, but uh, I, I like the interactions between the characters in it. Um, it's shot really well. Like I said, there's a, there was another thing I was going to mention the, and I couldn't figure out how they did it. Um, it was Barbara. The Barbara was the, was the aunt was the, and mm-hmm. there was a dark room and he's talking to her and some kind of reflection from some light. I don't know if it was done in like after the movie was done, like in post-production or what, but it looked like she literally had like stars in like a star in each eye. It was the weirdest looking thing. This reflection that was on her eyeballs. And I don't know if that was on purpose, if it was just kind of like, uh, you know, some kind of lighting thing that happened, but it looked pretty cool. But well, I mean, this, what it's, I read about this dude. I mean, he, he was good with the visual. Um, yeah. Know, I thought stuff, it looked so. great. And, um, I don't even remember that. But, yeah, but then again, that, it, it, the screen might have been rolling. <laughs> yeah, or maybe the stars just looked like little, like, just, it was just kind of a fuzzy little globe instead. Um, the, but, yeah, and it, I, it, I love the way it starts. And the way it starts, it, it, will, it, it ends up in a way that you don't expect. Uh, it, it starts one way, and I was like, oh, shit, this is going to be like, like this chase movie. And then it turns to this kind of, like, I'm not a whodunit, but like a, uh, this tension between several people um, that almost kind of like, you know, the, the, the reason he's there, but that's not the pressing thing at, at that point. And it's, 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 it's in, definitely interesting. Um, I'm glad. I mean, I'm trying to, I think this is one of the, one of these ones that I saw the box cover art for a long time ago and yeah. I couldn't find it cause it was, you know, out of print and everything. And it was real expensive. And I don't know why I just, I just happened to, like you said, when we were looking at it on Amazon, it was like the, I think the cheapest one was like 80 bucks or something, but that, yeah. that really, that really good cheap copy that you got, if you could, if you want to send it my way, I would like to have, I'll send it your way. A, it is yeah, it's, one that it's I can actually dubbed in French and subtitled, but, um, no, but it, it, fuck that. <laughs> well, it's kind of weird yeah. because it's obvious most of the down. people are speaking English. Yeah, so I, I'll turn the sound down just so I can. I can still probably concentrate enough to crank one out. You can watch Fonda just like asking if her legs are too long. Oh, Jesus. Oh, God. To be anyway, what would else. you rate this? <laughs> um, probably like a 7.5. Yeah. I'm. I, I'm. I'm waffling on both today, right around a quarter point. But yeah, I, I originally put down seven point seven five, but I'm there too. It's like a three star movie. It's it's it's. Is that a blue waffle? Really good. That's a I'm red waffling. Wow. Um The it's it's visually really nice. Story gets a little hazy at times, but that would be my biggest complaint. But I I I, I like it a lot. Thought it was good. Well, I'm glad you like. Nice. It. Good pick. All right. Uh, why don't we take a break and we'll come back and talk about another kind of love triangle? <laughs> uh, near dark. Uh, we'll be right back.
Hello, this is Kenny B. This is Tom KW. And we are two of the hosts from the Podcast on Fire Network. You want Asian cinema in a podcast? Well, we got the solution for you. Because at the Podcast on Fire Network, there's seven plus shows for you to choose from. You want Hong Kong action cinema and audio commentaries? We got that. You want dirty Hong Kong cinema? We got that. You want the eternal question, what's Korean cinema answer? We'll answer that. The flagship show Podcast on Fire covers classic Hong Kong cinema. Everything from Bruce Lee to Jackie Chan, John Woo and Jet Li. Featuring in-depth discussions with an aura of fun. This is your primary stop in the podcast world for classic Hong Kong cinema. So join me, Kenny B and Tom KW and a cast of thousands at podcastonfire.com. Also available on iTunes, on Stitcher Radio and Come chat with us on the Podcast on Fire Network Facebook group and on Twitter at Podcast on Fire. Podcast on Fire Network. It's Asian cinema in a podcast. Every time I walk you home You say you just want to be alone All right, uh, Near Dark from 1987. Uh, Zom, would you catch a synopsize? This one's an easy one. A small town farmer's son reluctantly joins a traveling group of vampires after he is turned by a beautiful drifter. <laughs> Uh, this well, is directed. I don't know if she was beautiful. Uh, the well, no the. You talking about May? I thought she was really good looking. You didn't think so? No. Meh. Meh. At least her no. name should have been Meh. Meh instead of May. <laughs> I thought she was really good she, looking. Oh, dude. What? She reminded me. She reminded me of Henry Fonda. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I don't know. Maybe she's not my type. I don't know. You don't like the good-looking thin blondes. I understand. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, this is uh, starring. I know who she is. Jenny Wright. She was May. in fucking St. Elmo's Fire. She was she Rob was in, Lowe's wife. She was in fucking St. Elmo's Fire. She played Rob Lowe's wife. Um, <laughs> she was. Lance Henriksen, Bill <laughs> Paxton, Adrian Pasdar, 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 Tim Thomerson. I swear, I looked up Tim Thomerson while I was watching this. And I was like, this dude was only like 40 fucking years old when he did this movie. Yeah. And well, he he was one of those Phil Donahue guys that got gray like early. Yeah, I mean, has he ever looked young? I swear, like in the fucking what were those what are those movies where he's like a time traveling cop or whatever? Transfers. Um, he looks old yeah. than that too. <laughs> oh, that's a little earlier. Hey, and that's all earlier than this. So that's what doing drugs in Viet in the in Vietnam <laughs> during the Vietnam War will do to you. <laughs> Put some age on you. Um. So this is a. Does it say, yes, Traveling Group of Vampires. I was going to say, does it say it's a vampire movie? Uh, the reason why, the reason we picked this, we were, I was going to, I wanted to do a Bill Paxton movie just because he passed away. And I don't know if you got a chance to see it, uh, Zom. There's a, it's like a, I don't know, 10 or 15 minute interview with him talking about kind of little snippets of his major roles. It's pretty good. 
Hmm, have to check um, it out. Is it on YouTube? Or? Yeah, I think it was on YouTube. I think somebody posted it somewhere on Facebook, and I don't remember where it was, but I'll see I if I can find it there. if you can't. Um, but they don't, they don't, they don't talk about this one. Uh, they don't talk about this movie. Um, I wonder if there's anything where he does talk about this one. This was pretty, was this pretty early in his? Uh, this is after, <laughs> this is post weird science, post aliens. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah so he, he became friends with James Cameron before James Cameron did direction. They like knew each other from doing set building or something. Well, Bigelow, Catherine Bigelow was married to James Cameron, wasn't she? Yeah. And this is, I assume, yes. And I, assume, I think she would See have. See how they this do. Time. She'd it's be all, nothing without a man, you know, if she fucking, see what, <laughs> see, what, see what happens. And so she's making her know, fucking right wing propaganda movies. Does she, did she make one of those? Zero dark 30. Uh, I haven't seen it. Uh, I heard it would make me motion sick. So I didn't watch it. Oh man. Waterboarding's great. It works. Yeah. It's the um, best. So, well, they did yeah, he was, uh, he knew, he, he knew James Cameron. What? He knew James Cameron. James Cameron got him his start, I guess, in Terminator. He played like a very small role in that. Um, yeah, he was one of the hoods when Schwarzenegger shows up naked at the yeah, beginning. I think, that, I think he, he was the leather jacket. He was the yeah. where the legend leather jacket came from, and maybe the sunglasses. Hey, fuck nut. <laughs> he's always good at doing that kind of shit, you know. With the big, big <laughs> yeah. redneck, he's a good uh, stupid redneck. Yeah. Um, so this is a uh, this is no post aliens and weird science. So. Um, and Zom hadn't seen it, so I, I had That's not exactly. seen it in a while. Um, I can I can go into it some, but I I mean I'd be more interested in what you have to say since I'd seen it before. But uh, for for those into the soundtrack thing, it starts off. Uh, this is a, a Tangerine Dream soundtrack, so it's it definitely has that kind of feel to it. Um. But the soundtrack's pretty strong throughout, and it's it, it gives a weird kind of because this is almost like a western in ways. Oh yeah, and but with a with that weird kind of ethereal like synthy soundtrack, it's a weird little like mix up mashup. Um, western, well, I guess you know biker movies were pretty much western. Biker, too. yeah, there you go. It's like a biker movie. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's like the 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 outlaws or the 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 outlaws coming into town, the small town and kind of unsettling the, the quiet day to day. What's bad life. is around here on any given night. Like if you went to a fucking bar, like a, a group of people like this would probably, you know, or you go to Walmart, you'd see people like this. <laughs> I went to Walmart so late last night. So but <laughs> sometimes when I sit here, my fucking anxiety, here we go. This is my therapy session again. Whoever that mm. reviewer is. Um, <laughs> Therapy, like, dude. yeah, I'll I'll fucking just like go nuts and crawl out of my skin. So last night, instead of just sitting here, I started uh, like recabling behind my TV because it was a, I like every time I walked by it and looked behind, it's a it was a bird's nest and it was really getting yeah. on my nerves. I hate that. So I unplugged last night. It took me like two and a half hours. I unplugged every single thing I have, and this is a lot. But I got I got a fucking like three game systems, uh, a computer. Uh, Apple TV, a VCR, DVD player, uh, the TV, my router, everything. Seven hard drives. <laughs> nice. And it was like a mess. So in the process, I decided, God, I need a, I need a new surge protector. 
because like the uh, one I had, the cable was just a little too short and it was going to mess up everything. So I just went to Walmart <laughs> at like in the middle of the night and just fucking bought a surge protector. And then I See, went to the grocery there's a store. Per- there's a period of time. This, this, this actually has to do with this movie. There's a period <laughs> of time. I, I like to think of like uh, tweakers, crackheads, uh, people that would rob you, people mm-hmm. that are drunk assholes that would try and start a fight with you. There's a there's a time of the early morning when you're taking a chance that you're, that's prime time to run into those people. But then there's a time where they fucking almost like vampires go back to their trailer or their <laughs> their scummy house or whatever. Yeah. And they and they and they sleep till fucking uh, the afternoon. Three o'clock in the okay. afternoon. Yep. But if you if you go, I would say. Okay, you have when the bars let out. Say the bars let out at like uh, two, two would between be here, yeah. two third between say like two thirty and three thirty. You're pushing it going to four, but to three thirty, your chances of running into trouble are this... multiplied a million times. But after that, from four o'clock to like seven in the morning, you are in a ghost town, and I yeah. love. It was almost ghost town. This was like midnight, and it's the only, it's the closest twenty-four hour Walmart. And there was, I mean, it was mostly mostly women by themselves shopping. It was weird. Oh, that's good. That's not bad. Did you use your finesse, like go up to like the Lane Delon? Yeah, not those kind of women. Hello, um, baby. They were they were midnight Walmart shopper types. Yeah. Yeah. We used to when we would go out um, after like the bar thing and everything, and you go out to eat. Um, and like be at this local diner and we'd just sit there and because we'd have to close the bar up and clean and do all the yeah, stuff, yeah. you know, just close the bar up. And when we go out to eat, it would probably be like, I don't know, three thirty, four o'clock in the morning. And these girls would walk in with stiletto platform shoes on and like uh, evening gowns. And you're like, oh, the strippers are here. <laughs> <laughs> they got off work and here they come. And, and there would be cops in there and the cops – you know, they're, they're being assholes. You know, if you did anything, they'd, they'd be like a dick to you. But yeah. as soon as like strippers come in, they would be like, like they're all smiles. Like puppies. Yeah. Their tongues would fall. Uh, excuse me, sir. I think I locked my keys in the car. And they're like, <laughs> <laughs> even though the women were not interested in them in the least, they were probably interested in the girl they were there with. They just they just wanted to get the cops out of there so somebody could probably come in and rob the place. Yeah, something. yeah. So uh, like as I said, this stars Adrian. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Pazdar, Pastar. Um, he's kind I rem- of a, not a Stamos kind of a guy, but he's yeah. more like a like that kind of. Well, it's sort of like that like a Stamos. Um, not Adrian Zamed. Across perpetually between, good looking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of those. Like the older he gets, he's still now. fucking hot. I'm going to look him up now, see what he looks like. Well, see, I remember him from the show Heroes. That's where I recognized him from, mainly. Um, oh, now, I never... Heroes. He was like... He was the... Fact, one of the, the... The politician. Or, yeah, I think he was a politician. I can't remember now. I... I didn't... Well, I hadn't seen this, so I didn't... Oh, okay. Now, yeah, I know who he is. Yeah, yeah. fuck, I know this guy. Yeah, yeah. I know more now than I... I, did, I never saw this, so I didn't know him as a young guy. Um, fucker. And he's, he's an and he's voiced Iron Man a ton in the animated movies. Yeah, he's he's a pretty good actor actually. Yeah. 
mean, so, um, but he looks very young in this, and he meets May, who Zom's not a fan of. Well, I mean, she fit the part because she, you know, if you had like a goddamn some fucking super duper hot chick at a, you know, some Texas fucking honky tonk, you know, like that, it would, it would be less. um, So she she looks like a regular girl. She looks like a girl you'd see at Walmart. With the way he acted toward her. So, you know, like they don't really go a lot into the abilities of zombies in this movie as they usually kind of touch on in these things. Well, especially um, I mean, since zombies are vampires. Oh, fuck, it's not vampires, sorry. Uh, <laughs> Man, I respect no, you. I didn't mean that in a bad way. They don't spell it out, that uh, what, their, uh, that what their strengths and weaknesses are, but you see some on display. Yeah. And so, you know, the, the, the traditional vampire, uh, uh, I guess, power, talent or whatever, is kind of uh, to entrance people, you know? And so I don't know if she had that effect on him. Uh, well, that's what I was wondering. Do you think she did, or was he just? I I just because he was like she... he was out of control. He was like fucking the, a dog in heat. Like <laughs> yeah, but I mean, hell, I mean, to me that didn't seem any different than when I used to go out and you'd see a girl by herself and try and try and pick her up, and it's <laughs> close close to closing time, and she's there, and she's a little crazy, and you think you're going to get laid, and she's like, "Well, oh, let's go, you know, let's go for but a I, ride." I like the two of them meeting. She has a good line like, uh, uh, you haven't met a girl like she, you know, she's saying you haven't met a girl like me before. And when explaining it, she said, it's because I'll still be here. What? He was in Top Gun. Yeah, I don't remember him in Top Gun. I don't remember. Okay. You remember in Top Gun, they, of course, they had Iceman and his uh, pilot, Goose and Maverick. Well, there was a, there was a African-American guy that wore big mirror aviator sunglasses Mm -hmm. It was his partner, and the huh. black the black guy had a his helmet was like a uh, Japanese rising sun uh, kind of. This is right around the same. I mean, this is like a year later, so. Isn't that fun? Um, but she's like, you know, they're talking about the stars and how the light takes so long to get here. She's like, you know, I'll st- I'm different because I'll still be here when the light gets down here from those stars in a billion years, and it's like yeah. Jesus Christ, and what a miserable life. Yeah, and it's a that kind of uh, it's that kind of stuff along with there's a there's a kid zombie in the movie. Jesus Christ, I said zombie again. Kid vampire in the movie, mm-hmm. and I wish they had the like the ideas of those make this movie feel a little different than a lot of zombie. Uh, Jesus Christ, why am I keep saying zombies? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the vampire Dude. movies. Did you see the Did you see the Jim Jarmusch? Vampire movie with um, Loki and God. Uh, what's her name that plays uh, the uh, master in uh, yes. Doctor Strange? Yes, I have not seen it. No, okay, but only I've lovers. Seen, I know what it is. Only lovers left alive. It yeah. this that kind of touches on that same kind of getting tired well, of living the, kind of thing in the Tom Cruise, um, the Tom Cruise Brad Pitt interview with Vampire. Yeah. If oh, yeah. Because they uh, did the thing with the little girl. If you get Kirsten bitten Dunst, when you're yeah. young, you always stay. Oh, that was Chris. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, if we're she just was like nine or something. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that would so, be one of those ones that like people would be like Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen. Man, when she turns eighteen, she's <laughs> fuckable. Or Donald Trump. I don't know. Whatever. Donald I mean, Trump. Trump. 
Donald Trump. <laughs> um, but May May's not been a vampire for long. I, my my mouth wanted to say zombie so bad. Um, you find I think you find out that she's been a vampire for four years or so. Mm-hmm. Um, and she travels around with this group. What the hell is she a, bitching about? Well, she's not bitching. She's a- I mean, she's, she's only I think been a she, vampire for four years, and she's like, "Oh God, I'm gonna live forever." Of course, I'm doing well, that now. I've been doing that yeah. for the past twenty. Yeah, there you go. I was probably doing it twenty years ago. <laughs> Christ. Um, but I, I just shit. I like I like the 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 tension of two of them, and and, and she seems genuinely interested, but you mm-hmm. know, things lead to things, and he gets bitten, and. Uh, Man, vampires turn very quickly in this movie. Uh, like he's bitten and he's fucking like smoking on fire <laughs> as soon as the yeah. as soon as the sun comes up. It's it's fast. She's like driving by a field and you just see some guy walking across there with just smoke <laughs> coming off of him. <laughs> like what the fuck? That was a neat effect with him staggering yeah. around in this like past. I don't know if it was a pasture or like it looked like a plowed field sort of like nothing was planted or hadn't grown yet. And he's just like stumbling, staggering. And he's on, I mean, just smoke pouring out of his clothes. And his little sister sees him and he's like, hey, he looks sick. Caleb looks sick. <laughs> you think? Um, and then that's when you're introduced to the rest of the vampire the brood. group. The brood. Um, <laughs> Edge and, and pa- Christian and Gangrel drinking out of the chalice. Gangrel. Um, but the. That's when you're introduced to Paxton. Paxton is uh, there's there's like two older. They're not he's fucking really obnoxious. Older, yeah. He's very obnoxious. You have, uh, what is the woman's name? Well, she was in fucking Aliens too. She was the she was badass chicken ter- aliens. Terminator two. Yep, yep, yep. She was the mom. The camera that, was like, probably banging her. Yeah, she had a, she had a nice rack on her. Yeah, I remember that, Jeanette yeah. Je- Jeanette Goldstein. Um, I always thought she looked as well. She played a Hispanic in Aliens, and she may be. I mean, maybe her mom married a Jewish guy, but I mean, yeah. But uh, her and Lance Henriksen are kind of like the the elders. Then you have Paxton, who looked. I mean, they don't say how long. Lance Henriksen hints how long he's been around. I think he'd been around since the 1800s. Yeah, Civil War. Um, but you don't you don't get an idea of the rest of them. I don't think of how long they've been vampires. Um, and then that Paxton's kind of the next down. And then you have May, and then you have uh, Homer, played by Joshua John Miller. And Homer's a little he's kind of a creep. <laughs> Is that that little kid? The little kid, yeah, yeah. He's kind of a creep. But they touch briefly on the the fact that he's stuck as a kid and how how fucking miserable that would be and I wish they kind of uh, just elaborated on it a little I think that was a a weakness is not is to have not not a, not quite enough focus on that aspect of being a vampire but yeah it would be miserable getting uh, bitten by a vampire when you're in your awkward ugly kid stage <laughs> yes. and you're never going to grow out of it yeah and he's like nine years old yeah. and he's going to be that forever. Well, unless they have a cure for vampirism in this movie, which is kind of yeah, weird. Yeah, that was kind of a cop-out kind of a yeah. thing, don't you think? If it was yeah. that easy, why didn't, yeah. uh, didn't What's-His-Face, um, Lance Henriksen and them, 
go and just say, I guess they liked it. (laughs) But you know, another thing about them was, um, and I guess to each his own, if you're a vampire and you've lived since the civil war, you're just like, you know, I don't give a fuck what I look like or whatever, but why would you want to go around looking like white trash scumbag? (laughs) He's got this incredible, his hair is a fucking mess the whole movie, but he's got this really long braided rat tail. And like the fucking rat tail. His his makeup is pretty good. They got this big yeah. deep scar on his face. And... Well, see, that's what Lance Henriksen. His face is kind of craggy anyway. Yeah. And oh, there you, you go. Wonder, alien. He was an aliens or also. This, <laughs> or is that just how craggy his face? No, <laughs> I looked it up. That scar was definite, definitely makeup because I did not see it in any other photos of him. Uh, it looked good. Um, so that, but yeah, you're introduced to the, to the the brood in the, in the Winnebago. <laughs> they drive around in Winnebago with the windows all taped up. And, uh, I love Paxton's Paxton's intro. Cause he fucking hates, he hates, uh, Caleb from the get go. He's just annoyed. But I just by wonder him. if he's not just like that with everybody he meets. Yeah. I think he's, he's just an asshole to everybody. Cause look he's at just him an in the asshole. Bar. Oh, he's, he's like out of control in this and it's, it's, it's pretty great. He'd be the um, kind of guy my sister would go out with. And, and <laughs> it would just make me miserable, you know, because I'd have to put up with him. He's like, let me do it, Jesse. Let me tap dance on him, won't you? Motherfucker. Um, <laughs> redneck. Just redneckery. Yeah. Oh, such redneckery. Ugh. I hate rednecks. So the, <laughs> uh, a, lot of the, a lot of the film uh, is this, at this point, is kind of Caleb learning what it is to be what he is. <laughs> Look at Pax. I'm the ultimate badass. Jesus. I even hate that name, Caleb. I hate <laughs> yeah. when people name their kids like, I don't that know. That seems I'm like just, a hyperactive I, child name. I'm a hateful person. But uh, Paxton wears spurs. Uh, he's like does the greaser haircut or uh, hairstyle. But um, I like the I like the scene when they're finally, they're they're kind of like, it's the whole pushing them in the water to make them learn how to swim. Uh, they're like, you got to, you, you, you know, because may feel sorry for them, for him. That's another kind of uh, vampire rule that they break is that he can drink vampire blood, which I think most of the time that's not really a, an option. Um, cause she feeds him from her arm mm-hmm. instead of, cause he doesn't want to kill anybody. He's like, and he sucks too, too much. Yeah. And she, he gets like out of control. He gets yeah. the bloodlusts. Um, I see how he get in on that pussy. But there's, I mean, besides the, other than the two of them and the way they are with each other, there's, you know, these are not the romantic vampires at all. And like when you see them kind of go off on their own as, as uh, to kill, to get uh, their dinner and they fucking eat a lot, man. They must have to, they must leave a fucking like trail of bodies everywhere. (laughs) Cause I feel like they kill people every night to eat. Um, well, you have to, man. Get hungry. Yeah, 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 yeah. Gotta get your fill. Um, well, that's the curse too. Is they, you know, they say it's just like never ending. You, you, you never, you know, you're just uh, always yeah. hungry. That's like that uh, manga Tokyo Ghoul. That's oh, there's Paxson. I'm just looking at pictures. Go ahead. Well, they uh, and his he looks like uh, that's his Jim Morrison look, where he has the <laughs> the white shirt and the the belt that has like a silver conchos around it trying to look sexy (laughs) i like but i like the scene with them all or the part with them all kind of going off on their own and when i when i mentioned that that's not romantic i mean it's like 
Caleb fucking like vomiting because he's so freaked out about killing this guy. And uh, the kid like acts like he wrecks his bike and just to lure people in. But well, I, did I, you, you know, think Paxton looks so sexy standing alongside the road that two girls would stop and be like, hey, get in. With his, with his fucking, he had a tuck shirt, leather pants, and a fucking yeah. bolo tie on. And he yeah. does, I don't know if you heard it, when he gets in the car with them, he does a little like Chet laugh for a second. <laughs> nice. <laughs> it was pretty awesome. The Chet laugh is the Paxton laugh. Yeah, he might laugh Just like that all the time. Um, hey, oh, in that interview with him, he's, one funny thing is that when he was younger, he he said that he ran into he was with somebody in an airport, and he ran into um, I just lost his name now that I started talking. Uh, who was the guy? He had big eyes. And he was in like horror movies and stuff. Peter uh, Laurie. Peter Laurie. Peter Laurie walked up to him in an airport and said something to him like. Uh, Is your name Bill Paxton? No, it was before he was an actor, and it's they were like in he he thought they were going to play tennis or something, and like he's he's mentioned their outfits, like they he said you look like a couple of nice guys going to whatever, and that Peter Lorre was trying probably like thought they were cruising, was trying to pick him up. (laughs) Well, that that voice is what he used. That was his Peter Lorre impersonation when he was the monster in Weird Science. (laughs) That was him doing a Peter Lorre voice. Would you like to go to the glory hall after <laughs> tennis? Um, so they, I, I love. There's a there's a scene in a bar I thought was really good. Uh, Bill yeah, Paxton that was his, really good. In his fucking spurs, he's such an asshole. That was um, his tour de force. Yeah, but he like was. I said, you know, I've seen. I know people like that that aren't vampires that would go into a bar and <laughs> sort of do the same thing, except uh, just pick on people and be a dick. Yeah, I mean, I wonder how much of it was just. Like Catherine Bigelow saying, "All right, just go for it." Because like you're from Texas, wi- you know how this goes. <laughs> he wipes blood <laughs> off of Caleb's mouth and just eats it right off his hand. Um, it was so gross when he bites the dude with the beard or whatever, and he's like, "I hate it when they ain't shaved." And he like gags while he's drinking. <laughs> yeah, that was gross. That, that'd be like kissing a man, and they have. But like he's just stomach. fucking. Ugh, he's just out of control. Uh, yeah, and like we mentioned, Henriksen looks pretty gnarly in this. Um, but I mean, there's this gruesome stuff overall. I mean, it's not, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's on the, uh, the rough side of being a vampire. You know, there's big bullet wounds. There's fucking shotguns. There's, uh, slash throats with the spurs. Uh, they fucking like, they have a very violent reaction when they're in sun. (laughs) Oh yeah. Uh, I love the scene when Hendrickson, uh, I won't spoil what exactly happens, but he gives a bullet back to somebody. I thought that was pretty awesome. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah. It kind of, it kind of reminded me, you know, of, um, especially when they're in the hotel room, mm-hmm. it was kind of like a devil's rejects kind of, th- well, devil's rejects yeah. of course came after this, but it was sort of the same thing where it's like this gross redneck, uh, family of almost like barbarian biker kind of white trash people. Yeah. And they're, they're on the run. They're, they're, they're outlaws, you know, when they come outlaws, <laughs> you know, and, um, they don't fit into society. I thought it was kind of like, I don't know how the fuck they drew, would. Well, I guess when they would drive, they wrapped themselves up and then they did the windows. They yeah, always for the have, time, they always, for the most part, they were, they were sleeping during the day, but yeah. if they got caught out, they would had they would always keep like tape and black spray paint to cover and, up the and tin foil. Yeah, as long yeah. as it wasn't direct sunlight, that seems like because that was part of the hotel thing with beams of sunlight coming in the holes from the guns. 
Yeah, that was kind of a cool effect. Yeah. But uh, I I um I like that. Okay, Paxton was a dick, but like I said, I think that he was probably a dick to everybody, no matter what. Yeah. Even if Caleb would have right off the bat, because all Hendrickson was it, like, yeah. yeah, if 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 he becomes all the way one of us, which means he goes out and feeds and everything. they did, they were like, um, they were like uh, the A and Rand of vampires <laughs> if you didn't pull your own weight they didn't want to give you any subsidies like you had to you had to contribute or you were just a uh, parasite on their 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 uh, brood right 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 but if, um, if he would have went along with it because like he saved them didn't he say like saved him at the hotel so then they were kind of like accepting him yep, even though yep. he still had killed anybody like drinking but like i said i think that um because right off the bat uh, Henriksen was like, okay, I'll give him a certain amount of time, but if he doesn't, if he doesn't uh, become a, a hunter and just yeah. like, you know, kind of tags along. Cause I mean, it would be like if you had a friend and there was like five of you and you had one friend that didn't have any money and like you went on a trip or something and you're staying at a hotel and like you had, you and the other person, other people have money and that person has no money, but it's just there. Right. You know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. <laughs> but so it, 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 you're like, okay, at first you might be like, okay, this is cool. You know, don't worry about it, whatever. But it, it, the person that <laughs> even at a job, you got to pull your own weight. It's yeah. like if I'm sitting there and I and and you have a, a fucking uh, Taco Bell and I have Taco Bell and then you got the one guy sitting there salivating and it's like after at first you know, okay but after a while it's like okay, okay dude, fine here's some Taco Bell Jesus if you don't go out and kill your own tacos <laughs> to eat <laughs> Ooh, I'm gonna get I might get some Taco Bell after we're done that sounds there good. you go you get back in the swing of things and then you won't be saying zombie. God, I don't know what my problem is with the zombies today. You're just getting back on track. You've been you've been away for for a Maybe while. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe I need to see a zombie movie. It's been a little while. Apparently, from what I've read online, you know, you, we both need to go to therapy and stop, you know, <laughs> doing therapy sessions online. Um, the uh, get you know, I mean, shit. You're just talking so, to somebody. You don't have to pay me or the, this, the people. Show. I can I can wrap up my notes in saying you know that. This movie is, and this is a this is for me a good quality and a negative quality. Mm-hmm. It's it's a very there's not a lot of downtime in this. There's a pretty it's a pretty pacey movie, so it 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 has the flow of an action movie. But honestly, I feel like, and I'm usually not the one that says this because I mean, when a movie hits like a hundred minutes, I'm like, all right, all right, let's wrap it up. Uh, <laughs> I was worried about Wolverine. I was like. Fuck! This is going to be two hours and forty-five minutes. I wish they could have slowed it down just a little. Could I kind of go in to the parts that I mentioned, focus mm-hmm. a little more on Caleb's trouble becoming like becoming his vamp- a vampire, um, the kid and being stuck as he is, that kind of stuff. I think could have been just explored just a little bit, an extra like ten minutes in this movie. I wonder what got cut if that could have helped at all. But yeah, anyway, maybe they'll do a a prequel. A prequel to Near Dark. It would be Near Dusk. <laughs> but it would ju- it would just be the, them falling around that 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 group. You'd have that fucking Caleb guy would be you know fuck him. Did but they say Homer have... was the one that turned May? 
I can't remember if Homer was the one that did that or not. I don't know. Because she sure. was in high school, and would, but it had been like four years, I think they said. So Anyway, what did you think? Um, I thought it was good. I, I remember when this was out, like if it was on HBO or something like that, and I, I or maybe I remember them. I think I had seen a part of the bar scene. Okay. With just Paxton, but that's the only that's the only thing I I remember ever seeing of this. So I know I didn't see the movie. But it was either a clip or they reviewed it on. Uh, um, Cisco and Ebert or something like that. I thought it was good. I liked it. It's it, it, um, good redneck uh, kind of, like you said, kind of um, a melding of some different genres, vampire, yeah. biker, redneck, white trash kind of movie. Paxson was, was, um, was fucking awesome because yeah, these aren't the sexy Euro vampires. These are fucking yeah, sweaty you, leather wearing Texas vampires. He has that Texas redneck, uh, obnoxious, like in, even in, um, he did obnoxious asshole almost better than anybody in cinema. Because you think about like when he was in true lies and he was the, uh, used car salesman who was saying he was a CIA <laughs> operative and stuff. He's got that big toothy grin, you know, and yeah. everything. He knew how to play an obnoxious dick all yep. the way to Chet and, you know, yes. all these different movies. He, and and I always make fun of like when he was in Tombstone, he's like, you're the one, brother. <laughs> you know, <the laughs> big teeth and everything. But he was the, to me, he was the highlight of this. Yeah. Um, I mean, he just fucking chewed. And I, like you said, I think Bigelow probably was like, OK. Just come to work. And that's probably the clothes that he was wearing. And they just had they they <laughs> he said, do, do I need any like uh, wardrobe? And they're like, nah, just no, you're good. You're that. good. Bolo tie, makeup good. on your face. Good job. Yeah, yeah. The makeup's really good in this. I thought. And the, they said, go into the... a bar and be an obnoxious bully. <laughs> yes. And be Here's a bully some... to everybody. I'm glad you brought your spurs. We're gonna use those. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey man, I got these spurs in a in a pool game. <laughs> um, <laughs> but anyway. I was, that's one of the reasons that, like I said, we, we did this was because of him. And I'm still just even thinking now, almost like I'm in shock that it's, yeah. it's like when I think about Trump being, or Trump being president. Donald Trump is. Donald yes. Trump. I feel the same way about Paxton being dead is yeah. it's like, I'm still uh, just when I'm going along with my day, I'm just thinking, you know, I don't even think about it. And then I think. Oh man, you know, or, or uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman, you know, it's like, yeah. fuck, you know, it just hits you every once because they died so young. I mean, see, and the thing about Paxton that hits home with me was I, from what I read, I kind of had the same surgery. And before I went under, before they did this, well, I didn't go under, I was awake the whole time. They told me, they said, if, uh, you know, if a blood clot breaks loose, Ugh. there's nothing we can do. You'll it'll it'll kill you. It'll go to your brain, and you either have a stroke or it'll kill you. And you're sitting there Jesus. going, "Okay, well, let's do Great. it." You know, um, but um, he was 61, and when I had it, I was 41. So, but um, I liked uh, this. Really had that the feel of that time, uh, you know, period of movies, the music, and everything. And uh, yep. um, like I said, I think that I mean, if they would have had like Pamela Anderson play May or somebody like that. It would have been a little bit more uh, titillating as far mm -hmm. as whatever, but I think it added something to 
how you know when you're talking about a fucking redneck vampire movie it's still uh it added to the realism because um even the guy that played caleb he's kind of a handsome young guy but he, he would be like a guy that you you know maybe see playing the the handsome you know football player or something in a in a texas high school or something you know yep. he wasn't like a overly super duper good looking and like yeah. i said when he saw her at the bar he was his buddy was going to go over and say hey, hey look there's so you know she's a like when you when you have a girl that, that nobody's ever seen at a bar and she's there by herself you're kind of like oh okay she's looking for a friend you know i've been there many times i had a girl <laughs> right on a, with a big black fucking permanent magic marker her phone number on my entire fucking hand and she was the like she wasn't the worst kisser of all time but it was like kissing a mannequin and i was like you know jesus christ you know you know okay if you're not going to put any more effort into it than this then just fucking turn your head and say no the worst okay the worst one was the one that had the breath that was like a turd this was the one that kissed like a guppy wiggling its tail. Like the, like she'd been eating out of a cat box. That's how, that's how her tongue was. It was just like, uh, like, you know, no Ew. passion. Just uh, like, okay, I think I'm supposed to wiggle my tongue, you know? And then the <laughs> other one was the mannequin, you know, but I, I almost forgot about her. But anyway, and she was better looking than May. Uh, <laughs> all three of those girls Come were better on. looking than May. Come Even on. The- <laughs> May was just kind of like meh. I'm telling you, she was like she was like a wallpaper paste or something. I don't know <laughs> uh, what that means. I don't even know what that description means. Um, what's her name? <laughs> the uh, Goldstein, the uh, Vasquez from uh, uh, Aliens. I yeah. just fucking clicked everything. She had some weird fucking hair. She had like a the, like yeah. bushy hair, but the top part of it was bleached, like it was like a. Maybe a, you know when a poodle when it you let its hair grow out, yes. and it's like like a sheepdog like a real bushy, and it, it and then Lance Hendrickson I never noticed until probably halfway through the movie I never I didn't notice the rat tail and he turned <laughs> sideways and I was like oh god you get I a hated, good shot of it when they're in the hotel yeah and I hated when when uh, people would take their little boy, like when their little kid is in grade school and they'd have a rat tail that they have their hair cut real short and then have like this long rat tail. Cause they thought it was cute. I'm like, uh, anyway, <laughs> I didn't like that little kid. I thought he was creepy. He was ugly. He was, he was at that age where if you saw him out somewhere, you, you would know if it was like, it could have been a little ugly girl. So I feel for him that he was stuck in that, that period of, you know, and then he was trying, it was kind of creepy when he was trying to get with Caleb's s- little sister. I think he just wanted a friend. I think it was innocent. No, but I think he wanted to turn her. So, oh, so she, she, well, yeah, 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 yeah. They, you know, but that was gross because it was almost like, ugh, yeah. you know, it just kind of gross. And, um, depressing. It would have been kind of cool if when they were at like the motel, if the guy that owned the motel was Keanu Reeves and he had that, that <laughs> clanging uh, security screen door or whatever. Um, they woke up like filleting a knife. Yeah. When he came in there, he stuck that fucking switchblade down that girl's throat. Like a, like he was, Oh, that was nasty. Yeah. That was, that was a rape without a rape, you know? 
Um, that was another. We're not. We're not one. talking about Near Dark, by the way. Was the other <laughs> um, I liked the shootout. I, I always like that. That that reminds me of almost like the um, the um, the Wild Bunch, mm-hmm. except like you said, the cool difference was um, the bullet holes and it was broad daylight outside. So the, every time they shot through the wall, sunshine came out. It was like a laser beam. You know, if they yeah. touched the sun. Like, ah! It was well lit. This this whole movie is really well shot. There's some really cool like uh, uh, camera work in general, and like it looks good. It's it's. Uh, I mean, it takes place in day and night, which is pretty good. But they do well with lighting and everything like that. And the makeup, like you were saying, like looks. Everybody always looks fucking like a where they have a glaze on them, and the gore and stuff look good. So I don't know why they gave up the Winnebago. You know, you, they they yeah. They like, I don't. That would have been perfect. I remember why they did that. Anytime you needed to stop, even if it was day, daylight, you could just pull off somewhere and just, you know. They parked it somewhere they, and forgot about it. Like, I know, I understand, like, the van and stuff that they they ditched, but yeah. I don't remember why they got rid of the Winnebago. But, you know, I thought it was really, I thought it was really good. It was entertaining. Yeah. You know, yeah. it, it wasn't like Citizen Kane, but fuck, it was good. And Paxton was on fire. And he was, like I said, he was the highlight of the whole damn thing. And that's why I guess he's probably on the fucking cover box art with <laughs> yeah. his face all his makeup was the coolest too so well, well, what would you think it? about the um oh go ahead the um this is the, this is the last thing his um the showdown kind of deal <laughs> that was pretty awesome like he did not want to sure. give up and i liked him ripping the shit out and that was pretty cool yeah i thought that was pretty good because yeah. it, it really was i mean he was I, I, the only thing was and this isn't a knock, but I, I like Lance Henriksen in just, I mean, everything I see him in. He's another guy. He could be in some really shitty stuff, but he's always yeah. stands out because he's just got a look. He's got that voice, you know, and everything um, that he wasn't more involved, you know, yeah. but I guess he was, you know, you he's can't, very low key. Yeah, you can't, you know, you got Paxson fucking just eating up everything. So it'd be kind of difficult to. That, that was, was his character. He was, he was the elder statesman kind of guy. Yeah, he was 150 years old or so, so he needed to he needed to take. He's a little, a little more slower. mature. <laughs> yeah. But and then I guess they, him and uh, what's her name kind of had. I mean, I guess that was his woman. Yeah. Bushy headed blonde. Yeah. Hispanic Jewish woman, because they kind of <laughs> held hands as they went into oblivion, and yeah. and that's another thing. Like you said, when you talked about the powers, I, I mean, I guess they like explode. Man, it's violent. Yeah, they bur- they fucking like, you know, flames It's like a Thelma and- Louise moment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, we're going out in a blaze of glory. But anyway, yeah, that's about all I have. Yeah. What would you rate it? A good- um, this one, like an eight. Yeah. I thought it was really good. I'm waffling between eight, 8.25, 8.5. I, I really like this movie, so I've seen it a few times now. And it's a um, it's a it's a rewatcher. I mean, I'm yeah. not a horror guy, but it was kind of a it wasn't scary. I mean, it no, was just no, more no, no, no. horror adventure kind of. Was do you think it was yep. funny? Uh, well, I mean, it's the stuff that was funny. I don't think was meant to be like Paxton was funny. Yeah, but he was, he funny, was funny because but, he was so over the top. Like, I don't yeah. think it was done comedically. I think it was comedic in how over the top he was at times. He was but. having fucking fun. Yeah, yeah. You you could tell. I mean, he was having a lot of fun when he. Yeah, was I mean, he there. was fun. I guess it, I guess maybe it was kind of done comedically. So, 
but not it's not not a comedy. There's not. I would I would not have wanted to be on the end of his comedy. Like even now, <laughs> no, if I definitely that's not. one reason I don't even like going to bars or anything. When you know you have some drunk who's just they have they have a shitty life or whatever, and their their thing is to go out and just be a dick and yep. get in a fight or something. I hate. I'd never. I don't. Then there's those of us with ever. a shitty life that just stay at home and yeah, buy, stay at uh, home and fuck life and buy uh, power strips at at one in the morning at Walmart. Read comic books, man. Be All productive. Right. Let, we do have a little bit of feedback, so let's take another quick break and because I have to pee, and uh, we'll come right back and uh, read some sack. <laughs> see, see what I did there? It rhymes and everything. We'll be right sack. G-G-T-M-C Never heard of it. For you, fresh yeah. Big Willie and the Samurai are at your service, breaking films down and turning them around, giving recommendations that are always on point. Visit ggtmc.com for more information. The Gentleman's Guide to Midnight Cinema bringing class to the trash since 1977 Time for the feet sack. Feet sack. Uh, a few emails this week. Uh, like I said last time, my voicemail seems to be dead. So yeah, I don't know. Maybe we'll figure out a way to do voicemail again. Just but a, we didn't. Um, you know, I know we're on feet sack, but I, you know, this is a movie podcast, and I was just thinking something. The, the guy that wrote that with uh, Catherine Bigelow, uh, mm-hmm. Near Dark, uh, Eric Red. Yeah, uh, he did like uh, Cohen and Tate and body parts with Jeff Fahey and some other stuff. Bad Moon with Michael Perret. Wonder whatever happened to him because as a writer, the last thing he did was in two thousand eight, and as a director, uh, well, two thousand fifteen, Night of the Wild. Okay, now we know what happened to him. He's he's doing a t- he did a TV movie, but maybe it's because maybe his movies weren't that successful because as a director. I remember that uh, Bad Moon with uh, Michael Perret and um, was it Mariel Hemingway? I don't think it was that good. Body Parts, that was the one where Fahey, they give him like a uh, was like transplanted arms or something, and they're the arms of a killer. Nice. And then Cohen and Tate, was that that was that um, Roy Scheider movie with that asshole Adam Baldwin. This is the second show in a row that Jeff Fahey's come up. Jeff Fahey was he the one that you said became real? I, was, I think he might. Well, I think he started doing. Or was it like Billy this, Zane? I think he started doing religious movies, but I never verified, so I don't know. Well, you got to work, you know. I mean, yeah. all right, we got an email from Jerry. Who he says, Jerry. He says, hey, guys, I just wanted to express my appreciation for your show. Together or solo, your discussions are interesting, entertaining, and always catch me off guard with hilarious comments. You also have the best podcast ad ever. I think that's the game show one he might be referring to. I don't even remember that. What is that? The Let's Make a we Deal one that you did? 
If you like. Oh, well, see, I never hear that because we don't play <laughs> it on our show. <laughs> no, but I mean, it's cool. Yeah, thanks. Um, I guess this would be a good time to recount my most public experience of your show. Uh, I was in the middle of a lecture hall at the university, about 400 students, at a class early in the, uh, in the morning. Uh, everyone's, so, uh, everyone's tired, so no students are really talking, and the lecturer isn't very loud either. Suddenly, my phone, set to max volume, decides to play Silva and Gold. <laughs> From my pocket, a voice shouts, a voice shouts out, Pussy Magazines! <laughs> <laughs> and goes oh, on to ramble shit. about George Eastman-looking motherfuckers or something like that. <laughs> I don't remember this at all. Uh, quite a few heads look in my direction as I scramble to pull my phone out and turn it down. Are you sure it's he's the- not talking about GGTMC? Because <laughs> from what I read, they're creepy. They're creeps. Uh, I turn it down, instinctive- instinctively yelling, oh shit, oh fuck, fuck. <laughs> Um, all of this echoes through the hall at a much louder volume than the lecture and is met with laughter from some and disgust from others. So, yeah, embarrassing at the time, but fun to tell now. Anyway, the you guys are great. must have been the review that we got. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah, you guys are great. Thanks for all the hours of entertainment and information. Fart hey. noise. <laughs> Jerry. Fart noise. So I think we missed his last time. It looks like he sent this uh, middle of February, so sorry about that. But just, I, I, I he finally cleaned up the mailbox. Like, Those fucking He's assholes. Like, they skipped my email. Fuck them. Fart noise. Fart um, noise. All right. Matt gave us a little quick uh, email. Just wanted Maybe. to say how happy my ears were to hear a new show from the both of you. Zom and Loaf together is pure magic. Fingers crossed on more new episodes soon. Matt. Hey, guess what? There's one happening right now. His fingers uh, will not cramp. Yes, and then uh, we got we got an epic one from from Rolf. Now, Rolf, Rolf I'm, I'm 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 we can't do eighty questions. I'm sorry. <laughs> Rolf <laughs> decided to try to give us two hundred questions, and he even he ran the, out of steam. We could do the eighty questions like we did, like a, you know, we did the if you like uh, pussy. Blah, 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 just a real fast. <laughs> maybe yeah, maybe we record it. Um, so I'll start with his email. Uh, Guten Tag, Loaf and Zom. Uh, with the world being a pretty awful place right now, it's nice to have you two back to save the world. Well, maybe not the world, but at least some hours. Ear holes. Uh, glad, to, glad to hear your lives are as exciting as mine, although I was a bit let down by how few movies you've watched since the last episode you were on before hitting 200, Loaf. Uh, it was really closer to about 200 movies since the last time I was on, but <laughs> I just was uh, keeping it to the, a couple weeks or months ago. Uh, still, you made up for that by reviewing Killer vs. Killers, which is a lesser Euro crime, but as you pointed out, uh, worth a watch for sure. About Bill Paxton, I'm glad you've honored him as he was truly one of the greatest actors as he never let me down no matter what movie he was in. One movie you did not mention is One False Move, which may have been his best performance playing a small-town sheriff. I haven't seen that. Have you? One hmm. False Move? I'm not sure. I'd have to look it up. One he plays a small-town sheriff with a big mouth uh, who suddenly has to deal with some very bad folks, including Billy Bob Thornton. Billy Bob Thornton. Uh, I would have sent you 200 questions for your last episode. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> but it, <laughs> Rolf is the new Oberholzer. Um, um, I don't know what that <laughs> means, but I don't know. Uh, that must have been in the second because he made. I remember seeing a simple plan with him and Billy Bob, but I haven't. St- I have not seen uh, one, one false move. I That's 1992, dude. Right around the same time. 
I'll check that one out. Um, I would have sent you 200 questions for your last episode, but as it came totally out of the blue for me, now you'll have to take even more, 201. And full oh. disclosure, he runs out of steam at 80. Um, uh. If you aren't up to answering them all, you can go fuck yourself. I am. I'm gonna answer. Well, I'm gonna, gonna go answer fucking. twenty of these. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna answer twenty of these and go jerk off. Uh, yeah. With more than six months without you guys, you ha- you'll have to pay back. So here we go. So what, what I'm gonna do, Rolf? This, I'm just gonna do a couple categories, and then uh, I'll read the rest with me if I remember the next time we record. I'll read yeah. like two more categories next time. Sorry, it is what it is. Um, all right, category one, make a choice. Uh, descent to video on demand. VOD, is that what video, that's that video on demand, right? Uh, Willis or Cage? Uh, Bruce Willis or Nicolas Cage? Wait, did he do, that? is that VOD, does that mean video on demand? Because I, I don't know. know, has Willis done any direct-to-video movies? Oh, yeah, huh? yeah, fuck yeah. Oh, fuck uh, okay. Yeah. I always yeah. go Cage over over Willis, regardless. I go Cage over Willis. The ones I've seen of Willis here lately, he'll be like on the box cover art, but he's only he's like the like only like a co-star. He might be in the damn movie for like ten oh, fucking minutes. Yeah, Fred Williamson needs to do that too. Yeah, Cage fucking rocks the fucking shit out of every yeah. piece of crap he's in. All right, Silva or Gold? Would that be Dolph or Dolph or Henry Silva? Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. I go Dolph. Uh, I, I got a soft spot for Dolph. I grew up in the '80s for the most part, so I'm gonna have to go with Henry Silva. I love that okay. fucking weird, fucking <laughs> robot. snarl. Well, snarl. Hell, if he snarled, it would be fucking like human emotion. <laughs> um, would you rather He's eat a... shit or hang out with Marky Mark? Oh, I'd hang out with Marky Mark. Oh, I'd hang probably, out with Marky Mark. Yeah. I mean, you he probably know, smokes I'll weed. Eat butthole, but I'm not gonna eat their turd. <laughs> Uh, who had more ladies, Delon, uh, Elaine Delon, or uh, Fabio Testi? Uh, I go Delon. Uh, I think he probably did. Testi is like the Engelbert Humperdinck of movies, and Delon <laughs> would be like uh, I don't know. Tom Jones. I'd say Delon. Uh, Hong Kong crime or but Euro I think Delon crime? Would probably slap more women. <laughs> he, he would like be the kind of guy who wouldn't take no shit or something. I don't know. Go ahead. Hong Kong crime or Euro crime? Euro crime. I'm going Hong Kong. I'm going Hong Kong. I like the I like the uh, the heroic bloodshed. <laughs> um, who'd win a drinking contest? Sterling Hayden or Oliver Reed? <laughs> Ollie Reed. I don't know. Yeah, I'd Holly say Oliver Reed. Reed. I think Sterling Hayden would probably, it, you know, he he would smoke some fucking doob, but, you know. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Ollie. Yeah, I think Oliver Reed was just a fucking, you know, just a goddamn fucking <laughs> lodge. Uh, I think Sterling better, Hayden was a big pothead when he became be- older. <laughs> better grandpa action man, Liam Neeson or Charles Bronson? Uh, no, I think this depends on. I think I'm gonna. I, I, this needs qualification because I think Are we Liam talking Neeson, about only puffy face Bronson, like when he got yeah, really like old. grandpa era. Because but he was I pretty th- fucking. He was old enough to be a grandpa when he was making like hard times and. Yeah, I see. I think 
is if you're going like on their ability to do action, Liam Neeson, but entertaining movies, oh, I'm going to go no. Bronson. No. Like as Bronson. far as like mo- moving around, like fucking like Liam Neeson did Star Wars and he did the fucking Taken movies. Death Trap or Je- Death Hunt. Fucking Bronson hard running times. around like that though. He was his, I, I, I'd say like movies like Death Wish, Death, Death, uh, Death Wish Three go over what Taken would do. But Mr. As Majestic far as, like, being action, I go Neeson. As far as the action, like being a star in an action movie, I go Bronson. Yeah, but what the fuck's that motherfucker do? I mean, hell, he didn't do nothing. Who? I mean, you know, he's not doing that stuff. <laughs> I don't know. Um, Bronson didn't have CGI and he didn't have wires and, and maybe he could have. Maybe he needed them then. Bronson. I need to watch Death Wish three again. Uh, comic I books. Hate anything or, after Death Wish two. You hate the got, wait. Three is the one with the fucking like rocket launchers and everything, right? I hate that fucking. It got. Stuck. Oh come on! What? And then you had that one machine gun and was going down through town. Just blah, blah, blah. I hated yes. anything after two. Oh. One and two. One was really good. Two was just fucking murderous meanness, and then everything else was cartoony. I don't I like, like the that cartoony shit. three. Cartoony. Comic and he books was, and movies. And his face was puffy. Like my face is getting puffy. I hate it. Oh, the one that the one that was filmed in Toronto. He was super puffy. It had like mannequins yeah. or something. Which one was that? Four. Ugh. Uh, comic books or movies. I go comic books. They're uh, easier to digest. I think and I go I'm, movies. I'm getting lazy with my entertainment these days. So I'm getting lazy with my reading. I mean, I'm not going to be like, okay, I just want to get to the end of this. And it's just one like one comic. <laughs> it's but like 23 I think it's pages. And like, Jesus. I think it's because I'm reading crap. Uh, Jackson or Sinatra? Michael Jackson? I don't know. Just as Jackson or Sinatra. Jackson Brown? Uh, probably Mike, was he talking about Michael Jackson and Frank I Sinatra? I don't know. Frank Sinatra. I was never like a big Michael Jackson fan. I mean, yeah. you know, the, the pop Sinatra stuff was with in... Thriller and stuff, I was there, but I didn't like listen to it all the time, and it wasn't my thing. Sinatra had good movies. Watch those videos, though, all the time, you know. Um, it's at the midnight. They should have <laughs> Bill Paxton in that fucking, of course, he wasn't a zombie. <laughs> Uh, Monroe or Welch? Yeah, zombie, stop. Oh, Marilyn Monroe or Raquel Welch? I think Raquel, Raquel Welch is beautiful, but I think that she could be, like, she would be the kind of person that would be a bitch to me and everything. <laughs> um, I'll be honest with you. Um, I have dated someone who was a lot like Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> anyway, uh, I go. No. I go. Raquel Welch. She looks more exotic. I like that. Yeah, I just think that she would be. She is very strong and strong-willed, and she would not. She would like. <laughs> you need Zom needs someone a little more malleable. <laughs> I need someone who. Yeah, I would go with Marilyn Monroe, and I know she would break my heart and all that. But you know, she had problems. Whatever. Uh, okay, category two, the best. <laughs> we'll do this category. We'll do this category, then we'll call it a we'll call it a day. Uh, the okay. best. All right, the best western. Best western. 
I like I like Once Upon a Time in the West. That's probably my. I think that's the best one. I I always say that my favorite western is The Professionals with Lee Marvin and Lancaster. Lancaster. Uh, best is fucking really good. Best porno. Best porno. I honestly I don't even know if I could name one that I've seen completely. <laughs> Yeah, best um, porno the is the days. one I watched yesterday, and it was like some girl with huge boobs getting a hit doggy style. That's the best one. <laughs> yeah, because now the ne- we're, in the, we're we're in the age of just the clips. Yeah. Until um, the until the next one I watch, that's the best one. Yeah, I liked. It. I, I even have this on Blu-ray because they put it on Blu-ray. Was Pretty Peaches with Desiree Cousteau because it was funny. It actually had a story, and she was funny. Nice. And. and um, it was, you know, eh, I don't know. But I mean, like I said, I'm, I'm, I grew up in that era where they actually had full length movies and you went to the drive in and, you know, watched some stuff. Wow. But, and then drive you, in you, have porn. To, you, you have to rule out all the uh, Tracy Lords movies because they were child <laughs> Drive in porn and you're, uh, you're ducking down in the seat like DeLon did in Joy House. <laughs> yeah. In the big blue station wagon. <laughs> uh, best comedy. Ugh. Oh my god. That's hard. I don't know. Um Stripes was pretty fucking funny. I don't like the end of Stripes. We talked about that well, on the show. Um Groundhog Day was pretty we gave it a Groundhog 10. Groundhog Day is a good one for me. I'll tell you uh, what though, I can go back to like those fucking Marx Brothers movies. It's hard because you have the different generations. Yeah. But um I don't know, like Duck Soup and that stuff just cracks me the fuck up. Those old Marx Brothers movies. So I would say, like, uh, let me think. What was it? Oh, shit. Shit. I can watch I can watch the old Marx Brothers movies and just that rat a tat tat fucking uh you know, delivery and all that shit and, and uh Harpo playing the fucking harp and Chico playing the goddamn piano. Oh, shoot, shooting the keys. Yeah. Shooting Ducks the keys too. is amazing. Horse uh, feather and crackers, but it's hard to pick one, you know. The the of course yeah. the the ones where they're younger are the better ones, but um God damn it. I'll just say, let's just off top. I'll just say Animal Crackers. Animal Crackers. That's a good yeah. one. I'd I mean, say, I, I'll just stick with Groundhog Day because I can't think of any that I would, because I think I rated that a 10 on the show. And yeah. I can't think, I think of any I, other did I, did I talk you into that? That was one of those ones. Tell me yeah. what's wrong with it. Yeah, probably. <laughs> like, 10. <laughs> Best body part. Best body part? On a woman? I don't know. Just as best On me, body it's part. my big old dick. <laughs> um, I'm a butt man. Yeah, and I'm not talking about those great big giant fucking gross, uh, unrealistic Kardashian butts. I'm talking about, you know, around. Uh, my, little... But my thing with a woman is th- the question was always okay. You can have a woman with big boobs and no ass, or a woman with a nice ass and flat chested. I'll take either. <laughs> either. As as I'll vagina. take either. I'll be honest with you. I'm a vagina. If they have a vagina, I'm in. <laughs> the vagina. Um, the vagina. I go vagina. left. Left nipple. Best, best left part. nipple. Right. Yeah. Uh, best day of your lives. Oh Jesus. Jesus. I hope it's like tomorrow or in the future. 
<laughs> you know, it's when I won the big game in high school, and and every day after that's been horrible. A best day of my life. I I I have no idea because it's all been, and it sounds dramatic, but it's been pretty pretty fucking mundane. And things that I thought were high points have all been fucking ruined at this point. So. I can think of some sex times that were great, but non-sex. I was with this girl, and we decided to have a picnic, and we went out to this like park, and there was a little uh, creek. And there were these little ducks, like baby ducks running around, and we put a blanket out, and we sat there. And honest to God, this girl liked reading comic books, and we sat there on that fucking blanket, and we had, like, whatever we made for – she she would cook, too. And uh, she liked to cook, and we had a picnic basket and everything laid out on that blanket read fucking comic books, just sit there and laughed and had a good time. And honest to God, there's times where I look back and I thought, man, that was a fucking great day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but that one doesn't it's, involve set. So, I mean, cause I can think of some other ones where I'm like, Oh my God, it's going to be great. As soon as I try to think about this and it'll depress me. And then I, I hang myself in the closet and then it'll be the yeah. best day of my life. But when you hang um, yourself in the closet, you may get an erection. Yes. And, and it'll be the best day and the last day of your life, like David Carradine. Uh, best Silva. Best Silva. It's got to be between, uh, was it Manhunt with uh, him and the... Yeah, I like, Woody I like Almost Human for a Henry Silva movie. Him yeah, and, but uh, I always think of that more as a, as a uh, million. Yeah. I would say the one... Oh, I like yeah, the, but I guess if we're talking about performance, probably the fucking... The uh, the the head and the pig thing with Boucher, oh, wow. uh, Cry of a Prostitute. Yeah, I still like the one with Woody Strode better because you know Woody uh, Silva's wearing the goddamn mustard bathrobe and hitting on the women, and they're after Woody. They they just don't pay attention to him, but he's and he actually smiles and tries to be charismatic, and it's got uh, what's his <laughs> what's that guy's um, name? Uh, the big head oh, butter Adorf. Mario yeah, Adorf. Mario Adorf. Dump. Uh, best, I need to watch that again. Yeah. Manhunt. Be, uh, best gold. Best gold? I'm not going to say the Stallone, you know. Yeah, I'll uh, go Rocky Four because I don't feel like thinking about it. Um, There was one that I... What the fuck was the one that I, I liked... Uh, I know this. Oh no 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 no! Um, um, Universal Soldier. Um, oh yeah, Day of Reckoning or whichever one that Day was. Day of Reckoning. Yes. Yes, that's a good one. Uh, <laughs> uh, best Euro crime. Best Euro crime. I mean, it's oh, one of those. It's it's Cal- one of those DeLeo crime trilogies there. I love me. that. Calibro Nine. Yeah. It's got to be out of those, or maybe you know what I I really like high crime, the uh, one with, um, God damn it, it's directed by Castellari, and I, I'm I'm forgetting I'm forgetting it. Uh, it's one of those things where I, I where I forgot um, Franco Nero. I forgot John Wayne last time. Franco Nero and James. Franco Whitmore. Nero. Yes, yeah. I like that or he's one a lot. The detective or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Or it's Chief Inspector. Like Franco. I wish I was Franco Nero sometimes, but uh, I don't uh, know. Uh, Vanessa Redgrave would probably be 
I don't know. She's not my type. I liked when she had the hunchback and was a nun, though. <laughs> She's sexy. <laughs> Did you say your your or was it Milana Calabrinati? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, best best food. Pizza Jesus. for me. I I am always I will always eat pizza. Best food. I fucking love it. Well, see, I haven't had pizza in a long time. When I have pizza, I just put pepperoni on a plate and put cheese on top of it and melt it. Oh my it. god, do you remember the the how the greasy hungry howies? That 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 was good, but I'll tell yeah. you what, the first night when we had when I had those barbecue chicken wings, those <laughs> I mean I was I, I mean I was up to fucking over like two hundred and fifty pounds because I I mean oh and then I, I had went to the beach and every day my mom and I ate out two times a day and no wonder I got so I was like fucking fat and um, but those chicken wings were so fucking good and then the disappointment of when, the, the next, when they just weren't quite as good the next time weren't quite as good they were off they were. The first night, they were just had so much sauce, and it was so good, and they were just so moist and <laughs> And then the next night, it was like uh, the, they were ones that they had set under a heat lamp, and they hardly had any sauce on them. And I, could, I was just like, when I was eating them, I was like, Ugh, this is just awful. All right, um, last one. Oh, did you want to? Were you not going with chicken wings? You're going to go with something Well, else? I mean, all I fucking eat is either canned tuna, canned chicken, or fucking uh, palmetto <laughs> cheese uh, every day. Some prunes or dates. Maybe I'll fucking still order fun. a pizza. I'm hungry. I also want right. Taco Bell. Can I put Taco Bell on a pizza? There's um, a place around here, and they have we. Uh, this is like a family thing where, where we would go and get these uh, steak hoagies with cheese, sauce, uh, mixed peppers, and I get onions on mine. And then they have these big steak fries. And blue cheese, the guy would make, he made his own homemade blue cheese dressing that I would dip the fries in. And then he, the salads were even good. So that was my, at Muriel's in Fairmont. So that was good. So that's my favorite. Uh, did you ever have Steakums when you were younger? Do you remember Steakums? Oh, yeah. yeah. We, I used those. to get those in college. Um, make a Best Philly wrestler st- is the last one. Best wrestler. Wahoo McDaniel. I feel like we've answered this one before. Uh, I mean, Ric Flair, he was the complete package. Not the I total go, package. I'll, I'll with Terry Funk or just like either either one. But uh, I mean, you know. if you're going like total package, Ric Flair had pretty good ability and oh, was like... A, my favorite, we're talking about the best, like technically, that had everything. I mean, technically, it's probably fucking Jack Briscoe or something or Danny Hodge or one of those guys, but... Yeah. I mean, but like, I mean, I'm talking about like a good something. on a good entertainer and yeah. good worker. Ric Flair is, is good, is a good all around. Um, one of the like one of the Japanese guys like Masala or something. Terry Funk. Like, yeah. Because he could talk and he could. Oh, Terry Funk was really funny. Yeah. Or uh, Babyface and all that. All right. That's it for Feed Sack. So, Rolf, we'll do your next questions eventually. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Um so thanks everybody for the feet sack. Uh, Thank you. You could send it, send it audio or uh, don't send video. I mean, unless you really want to, but I don't have a way to play it. Uh, do we have to silvergoldpodcast at gmail dot com. What was that? Do we even do we even have a phone anymore? I I, do, well, I don't think so. I need to figure. Maybe I need to figure out how to set one up because I don't I don't know how to do that. Bah. I remember fi- I found another one. I don't want to pay for it. Obviously, right? So, I thought those were and, all free, weren't they? 
the first one died, and then, then that service was gone. But oh, then I made another one, and then we didn't record for like a year, so it disappeared too. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Nobody cares. Nobody calls anyway. Um, and our show, you can find it on, I, I think we're still on Stitcher because I still get emails from them, and we're on iTunes and our website, silverandgold.com. Um, do we know what we're going to do next week or no? Let's do for me. I mean, well, let's not announce it if you don't know. Okay. Because I was well, I kind of I want to do the one you posted. The William Smith. The, um, uh, yeah, the you, for the Cronenberg. the Cronenberg William Smith car movie for you, and you posted a poster, and it's still on the top of the group. The Sonny and Jed with Tomas Milian yeah. and Dingleberry. Yeah, yeah Dingleberry. I'm gonna so so hopefully we'll do those two, Sonny <laughs> and Jed, and what was the what's the William Smith one called? Uh, Fast Company. Fast company. Um, so I'll, uh, I'll uh, post it for sure on the group if uh, that's what we're doing. Yeah, our Facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash Silva and Gold. We're on a roll. Uh, so I'm going to go track those down. I'm go poop. Uh, do you have anything else? Uh, nah. Cool. Taking it, what, what's it, what they say? The, uh, let's take that something to the Take that shit to the, to the bowl. Take that shit to the bowl. Uh, we'll see everybody next time. And until then, thank you for I'm listening. Take shit to the bowl. <laughs> and this is a loaf. Oot. This is some um, oot. <laughs>